you in. In five. <laughs> See your little burp line. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, four. Three. Two. Good morning, sports fans. One. <laughs> ah, you got gotcha. me with a silent one. <laughs> Welcome to the show, which is the Atlanta Warhammer podcast. Uh, I'm Zach. I'm Josh. We're here talking about Warhammer and stuff, and uh, uh, Josh got me on the silent one for the launch in. So we're leaving that in. So there you go. That's a little how the sausage is made magic. If you're wondering how, what's behind the pristine surface that we exude on this podcast and in person. Dude, you know. dude uh, this, this pristine surface is literally just bacon grease. Hey, listen. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and spoil this uh, at the beginning. you got no room to talk, Mr. Top 10. Hey! Top 10 in a, in a tournament with more than 10 people. Let's, Let's go, go ahead and point that out, Let's too. Let's go! And I think if you multiply your ranking by three, you get mine. I think you might be right. I think that's actually how that works out. So we're going to talk about that later. Uh, we played a tournament that was... Normally, we're, we're buddies kind of in the middle. And we were playing on the same table, but at vastly different levels. <laughs> just, different at end, just different ends. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, was a, it was a fun tournament, though. And uh, But before that... Yeah. We should probably thank our sponsors. We and then we should. got some Warhammer Fest previews, which you're listening to this and going, but that was two weeks ago. Yeah. Well, you, you must be new here. <laughs> We're <laughs> always behind, baby. Sometimes it comes out the same day. Sometimes it's two weeks behind. It's just, yeah. you know what? It's, what? it's when we get around to it. It's like this is a hobby, and yeah. we don't get paid for this. We do not. So We're, We're actually losing money. We gotta. I'm always losing money. <laughs> We're going to lose more money. Look at all these models and stuff we got to talk about. Woo. So let's talk about some sponsors so we don't lose too much more money. Indeed. Uh, who's, you want to take the first one? Sure. How about Gigabytes Cafe about in Marietta, Georgia? They're like the primary show sponsor. They have they been are. forever. Um, you can buy stuff if you're in Georgia's, the area. The Georgia's. The Georgia's. Uh, North, south, know, east, sometimes west. They're, sometimes they're even running some tournaments. We had many people from out of state yeah. come in and come in and play. It was good it was times. 32 people? Something like that. Yeah, it was, it was a, a couple. It was a packed house. Yeah, it was, it, was, it was a packed house. And a lot of times <coughs> they are a packed house. But don't worry. Because if you come to Marietta, to the Gigabytes Cafe in Marietta, Georgia, uh, you can play on one of the lovely tables there, buy all your stuff. They yeah. got all kinds of things. And if you're not local to the area, that's okay, too. Because you can go to Gigabytes Online and get your shit there, and they will happily send it to you because they like making money. Yeah. I found out that we shipped something to Australia the other day. So, so we do ship it. So we confirmed. <laughs> confirmed that you international, can ship international shipping. Yes. Let's so go. I made sure of that before we said any more claims on the <laughs> radio about So we can't be sued by our sponsors. Uh, which would be weird for me. Yes, it would. I don't know how I that... think you'd just be suing yourself. I guess I would have to sue myself, yeah. Well, I'm like not the same company. It's like a parent company. Yeah, you're, so. you're, I don't know. you're, you're okay. adjacent. Your company adjacent. I'm looming is what I am. Mm -hmm. Looming. Leering. Yes, leering. So speaking of leering, I like to leer at really well-painted models, but you know what I don't want to do? What's that? Is paint them. Ah, For the purpose of this joke, I actually really like painting. But if I didn't like that, I'd probably hire the juiciest llama we know. Mm. Llama juice painting. Which I I looked where he he was last time because he's left uh, such an image and also that stain on our hearts and the stool. So, uh, yeah, Justin, Llama Juice Painting, uh, you can check him out on Facebook. There's always a link in our show description. Uh, he is an can awesome still smell painter. smell the sweat stains. Can still, it's like, sometimes I can still hear his laughter lingering. Ha ha. Oh, oh, oh. ha, ha, ha. That's exactly what he laughs like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, anyway, uh, Llama Juice Painting, check it out. Get your stuff painted. Uh, don't show up with gray plastic, uh, especially if you're going to be in, like, a big narrative tournament that might be showing up later that a particular group that's on this podcast might be putting on that I may be launching. Uh, and, and, by the way, Josh has no idea this is happening. He's looking at me like, okay, sure. <laughs> 
that's, mo- that's mostly how I look in any at any given moment. It's I'm just, just like, gonna say this if, is a thing that's happening. If there, is it? If there will be a big narrative tournament closer to the end of the year what? that is, uh, you know, story based and everything, it will also be a fully painted tournament. What? So you know, you might want to have your uh, stuff painted. What? Also, I think the God team tournament is also fully painted as well, which is good. Neat. I'm not going. I don't think. I think it's while I'm out of town, but it is. You bastard. Yeah, uh, I know. Um, well, we would need more friends, too. Oh, yeah, it's a four-person right. thing. Damn. <laughs> we have to find two new people to teach the game, <laughs> too. <laughs> yeah, because it's certainly not going to be professional players to play. Oh, so no one wants to... You, know, you just want to go ahead and tank? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, so that's our second sponsor. And about a third one, the reason you can hear our voices. Mmm, Blueberry Podcasting. Mm. You know what I like? Blueberries. You Me know what too. I like? Podcasting. You know what goes great together? Blueberry Podcasting. That's true. All the antioxidants and voiceovers you need. Consult your doctor if Blueberry Podcasting is right for you. <laughs> That's it. I mean, I guess they're a service or something. Yeah, I don't know. Or something. yeah you get your podcast there, too. I, I like, you know what? We should be writing their freaking commercials for them. We should send that exact commercial that we just made up on the spot. I kid you not. Okay, um, let's do that. But let's put a sexy saxophone underneath it, because apparently when we do that, it just it knocks it out of the park. <laughs> they're they're going to be like, what is this? I don't yeah. know where they're from. So. I don't know either. Uh, what I do know is that they're mostly a business, like, because I think you told me the other day is that they mostly host business podcasts. Yeah. And for some reason, we're just, they're like, all right, we'll take your money. We don't care. Yeah, because all of the, the marketing and stuff I get from them is very much like, take your industry podcast. Like, you know, you're you're talking the soup and nuts of whatever your industry we're is. We're technically an industry podcast. Oh, we are. I mean, we're in the industry of losing games. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Uh, it's a failing industry, <laughs> much like a lot of America. Um, oh, oh, hey, oh, ha. Uh, but um, but seriously, <laughs> that just reminds me of all the uh, Detroit conversations we've been having in the, in the <laughs> chat, where it's like, oh, Detroit, richest city, poorest city. city. Uh, if you got listeners out there in Detroit, like legitimately, what's the Warhammer scene out there? Like, is, I'm very curious, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I want to know what Detroit looks like now because it's you know we make the jokes because of Detroit in the nineties. Yeah, which was whoo. <laughs> It's like New but York yeah, in the 90s, yeah, exactly. where it's like, you're just going to get stabbed by right. a pimp. That's just, how that's going to work. Right. Yeah, it's, just, it's, not a matter of, it's not a matter of if you're going to get stabbed. It's a matter of when. Yeah. Um, but apparently Detroit really nice now, like on the up and up. Good. So good for them. I, that's I'm really happy, good I'm to hear. i for you, Detroit. I mean, I'm, obviously. I'm never moving there because it's fucking cold, but hey. Good yeah, for I, don't, you guys. I don't want to live there, but I will keep buying the Challengers. Just so keep, make, keep making those. Keep making dodges, I'll keep making baby. them. That's he'll keep awesome buying them. He'll keep getting them in Rex. It's all about family. We should clarify that I was not the one that caused the wreck because I feel like when you when you drive a Challenger and you tell someone you were in an accident, they immediately go, "Oh, you were being a jackass, weren't you?" It's like, it's like no, no, I was just I was just there. I was going through an intersection Section. correctly <laughs> at forty miles an hour. The other guy was taking a turn at fifty into my hood. That's what happened. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, so Warhammer stuff. You got a new Challenger out of it. I got a new Challenger. Yeah. Well, I be a Hellcat. Oh god. <laughs> Yeah, the the guy when they're like it, one of the lines they said is they were like, "Well, you know, it's a significant investment." And I wanted to be like, "Well, my investment is little plastic toys." So, you know, I can't drive that car. That's yeah, yeah. a $90,000 car. It kills me. Uh if you don't know what a Hellcat is and you are across the pond, which a lot of our listeners, actually about half of our listeners are not American. That's weird. Uh or they're VPNs or doing that whatever. <laughs> um so if you if you don't know what a Hellcat is, if it's a Dodge Challenger that is uh it is a drag car. 
but they cannot legally sell you a drag race car in America. So what they do is they sell you this Challenger with like 900 horsepower. That's too many fucking horses. <laughs> all uh, the horses. There's no reason for a car to be this big. And it's got launch pedals on the uh, launch uh, panels on the. Um, it's got launch control. Steer- yeah, it's got it's got everything you need to be a actual drag race. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it doesn't have the right tires and stuff. But for one dollar, <laughs> they will sell you the tire pack, and they can't install them at the factory. But maybe they know a guy that's right down the road that'll put them on there for you. And I love that that's just the way it's been forever. And yep. it's like everyone is aware that they're doing that. So that's why we, we, every once in a while you'll see a Hellcat go by that sounds like a 747 taken off. It sounds like it's coming straight out of hell. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they're freaking awesome. And yeah, our English listeners should know. I'm pretty sure there was a Top Gear episode of this at some point. There was because one of them drove the Hellcat. Uh, it was, who, which one drove it? I remember this because it was a Hellcat, a Mustang, and something else. Because I watched this one. Um, I like Hot Gear a lot. Yeah, I really love that show. It wasn't Jeremy because he was driving the Mustang, I think. I don't know. Go Google it. It certainly wasn't James May because he's always driving the slowest car possible. Yeah. I think he was in like a a, a Honda (laughs) or something. I don't remember. But like like the top end Civic, but it's still like. I was like, you're in a Honda, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's uh, that's car talk. Thanks yep. for tuning in to Car Talk with Josh and Zach. <laughs> Talk about cars. <coughs> well, you know what? Hey, look, we got diversity. We, yeah, we we're do. interested in other we're, things. We got we got things that we like. Yeah, that aren't just miniatures. But, but most of them are miniatures. Yeah. But actually. you know what we do like? We like previews. And boy, howdy, did we get some previews? Yeah, Warhammer Fest. It was, which is a thing we can say because it's 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 on there. Yeah, it we're was actually talking about the event. A festivus for the rest of us. It was fun. I remember all the fun I had at Warhammer Fest, which was uh, I opened up my iPad and went, oh, that happened yesterday. <laughs> Shit. I completely forgot this was going on. Oops. <clears throat> and then I realized that what I could do is just every day not pay attention to it and then open it up the next day and be like, oh, look at all this content. Look at all the content. That was so cool. Also, I think the first day was a lot of Warhammer 40K stuff, which uh, we are actually getting pretty interested in. But at the time, we <laughs> Josh, do you want to say what the problem is currently with how they're doing the 40K stuff? Yeah, here's the thing. Lots of cool 40K, uh, you know, previews and stuff like that. Lots of interesting things. Like, here's all the 40K shit. Yeah. Woohoo! Very excited. I don't know what 10th edition is yet. Yeah, I mean, it literally is just like, you can show me all of the things for 40K and until 10th edition comes out. I don't care because I don't know what any of it means. I don't. Yeah, having never played the game, there's they then they drop these little things throughout the last couple of weeks that are like, here's how blank plays. Like today was here's how world leaders play. This is an army I want to play. This is one that I legitimately was going to start building before the the change, and I stopped because I don't know which gun to put on which guy now. Um, so they released like how do they play, and it's this whole cool thing where you roll a certain amount of dice, and if you roll the right numbers, you can like activate certain abilities and stuff. But like half of the abilities, I don't know what they mean. Right. And so it's like, oh, you can alter this to change your uh, heroic intervention range. And that I'm doesn't like, mean anything I'm to sure? me. Sure. I gotta a, read. I gotta read a rules. Is that first. a pilot? <laughs> what is that? Like, what is it? someone heroic, at home. A lot a of people heroic. at home are like, you don't know what a heroic. No, I don't. No, we don't. It, it sounds. We very briefly for like all of about two months, we're like, we're gonna ninth do. Edition. We're gonna do ninth edition, <laughs> and then uh, we didn't. Yeah. Because there was a pandemic. I painted up <laughs> a lot of admec. And I have never rolled a single dice for that at a army. But I think I have close to almost 1,500 points now. Probably. I have a good bit of a Tyranid you army. Yeah, a lot of Tyranid. Yeah, I've got a good chunk of a Tyranid army, but I haven't played with them yet. At least, I haven't played with them since I sold them originally. Um, yeah. <laughs> that was back in, like, 7th yeah, we're, edition. We're, not, we're ignoring, like, when I had Imperial Guard yeah, Valhallens, yeah, yeah. which was, right. uh, <laughs> yeah. That, we're we're not going back that far. Um, but, you know, hey, if you like bugs. There's new previews for bugs. There's so many bugs in this box, and they look 
kind of cool. They look freaking awesome. I, I, I like, like bugs. Them. The only thing I don't like is I've just never particularly liked the cream and purple paint scheme that they've chosen for Tyranids. Yeah, why? I, the cream needs to be darker mm -hmm. for me. It's a little too bright, but I get that it photographs well and it looks great. And we were just talking about some of the stuff from the uh, the Skyrim miniatures game, oh, which yeah. is painted in exactly like the characters in the game, which means it looks like crap. It looks like dirt. Because it's just dirt colors, because yeah. that's how the game's aesthetic Would is. Would you like brown? Yes. I have 80 shades of brown. <laughs> let me... let. There's a reason that that, fr that whole freaking line or those games drive me nuts. I am mostly colorblind. Yeah. They've got to be hard for you. It's impossible for me to see anything. It's just I black and turn, white most of the I game. I have to turn my freaking, like, the brightness thing all the way up to see anything. Because yeah. it's just, it just looks like shite otherwise. <laughs> well, if it's Skyrim, you're probably playing it at this point on your mom's fridge or something. Like, it's been ported into 14 different Wait, things. Wait, you can play Skyrim on not the fridge? I mean, you could. What? Yeah. I, use, I do it on the Keurig. What? <laughs> You can play it on the Keurig? I yeah. should have played it on the Keurig. You never played Skyrim on a Keurig? Damn it. <laughs> you put Skyrim on everything yeah. because, you know, that's what it does. Uh, but yeah, we, so I get why they've chosen the bright colors and the yeah. high, the, the edge highlighting that's very aggressive and stuff, but it, it's kind of like... Yeah, I like, a black, I like a black and red the scheme. The black and red scheme looks really good. Yeah. Um, and, and those other schemes look good, too. Yeah. And uh, I love when I see ones that do, like, tiger stripes and stuff, yeah. like, they make it animalistic. That's a good-looking yeah. thing. And I guess it's you like get some space marines Tiger in beetles and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Like, Tyranids look their best when they're, like, model. I, I find, at least. When they're... The paint schemes are, like, modeled after, like, real-world creatures. Yeah. So some sort yeah, of well, beetle or something like that. Or I believe that they their whole thing is absorbing biomass and then making new yeah. versions of that thing, a la Reapers from Mass Effect and stuff. So, like, I imagine, yeah, they would take on those kind of traits. I don't know. Someone's going to go, that's not how they work, and I'm going to go, none of this is real. So maybe that's how they work. Maybe, maybe it's how it should work. <laughs> yeah. That's a much cooler story if it's not. You're right. <laughs> it, sounds, it sounds better, so <laughs> let's make that canon. Uh, the only thing I, I wanted to point out on the Space Marines, um, I really like the fact that they were like, here's a Space Marine guy. Uh, he's... A librarian in Terminator Armor, and he summons Thunder down, and he teleports into the battlefield with a big bolt of lightning, mm. and he has a Thunder Axe. Mm. Mm. And I'm like, mm. so Stormcast are selling well, you're telling me? <laughs> so what you're telling me? And I know someone, a lot of people out there are like, oh, no, these things have existed. I get it. Right. But with that cinematic... That guy looks so much like a Stormcast Eternal that every time I at Gamma, I walked by and saw their skin. Because they play that cinematic on a giant LED yeah. screen at Gamma. Uh, by the way, a shout out to all the people at Gamma if you've listened that I told you about our show. Um, and also like the two people on eBay that I wrote. I sold some old models. And on the inside, I wrote the worst podcast you never listened to. And then I wrote our <laughs> URL on it. So if you're listening, hello. <laughs> uh, enjoy those super old uh, death models that I'm never going to take out of shrink wrap. <laughs> <clears throat> I think one of them was like half of a start collecting kit for Ideneth that I had uh, that was just like eel bits and stuff. And I was like, eh, whatever. Just some, just some stuff. Yeah. Just some junk. I love it. I also, I also like that you're like writing notes to people that you're selling shit to. On oh, every, everything yeah. I sell on eBay, I write a little note inside of the box. Yeah. Because that way I figure, you know, it's a little personal. I, no one ever says anything yeah. about it, but whatever. Oh, I love it. Um, uh, yeah. So Leviathan. Yeah. <clears throat> Man, get, get a little zergling out of my... Oh, sorry. Get a little... Uh, it's not a zergling tyranid out of my throat there. <laughs> totally legally distinct. Um, so yeah, this looks it looks cool. It's a huge box. Like yeah. you get a lot of stuff in this box, and I'm uh, I'm glad for that because I was a little concerned that we all remember the the AOS launch days where it's like here's three out of a five man unit. Here's enough to play kind of a game, but it's not super balanced. Very easy between the two forces. I, I this looks like boom. You're gonna get enough to build a massive 
I mean, honestly, I don't know enough about the new points because no one does. Yeah, because we don't, they, know, we don't know what we don't know what the points. We don't are. know anything. But like, this can't be too far off of a two K army. Yeah, like just looking at it. Uh, also, I feel like it's just be. the Tyranid Prime by itself is just. Which one is that? Is that the winged oh, guy? That's the winged guy. Yeah, that winged yeah, guy looks cool. Chef's kiss, baby. He's look. Uh, all of them look good. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm. I'm. I can't find a single model in this box that I don't like. I don't particularly care about Terminator Space Marines, so like. Those are the most meh to me, but the rest of them look really good. And if that's I'll, your thing, I'm, I'm a sucker for Termagants. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they look cool. Well, like like I said, all the Tyrans look cool. Yeah. And if you love Space Marines, I'm sure these guys look really cool to you too. Yeah. So yeah, good for that. And we <laughs> we'll we'll talk more about that when it actually like launches, and we can talk about it and maybe play a game and you know learn the rules and stuff. I I want to call out, hey GW, if you're listening, you're not. But if you are, but you could be. You could be. Uh, if you are, you know what would be really super duper cool is if maybe two weeks before the launch, uh, which is a number that we are rapidly being able to guess the day of at this point, um, if there's something they could do, two weeks before that, release the points for the entire line. Because they're going to release the rules anyway, and the points anyway. Let us start theory crafting and building our models so that when the game launches, we can play. Because right now what's going to happen is it's going to launch, I'm going to have to look at all the rules, go assemble all of my world eaters, base them, paint them, prime them, and then it will be 11th edition. Right. So, like, give me a little running start on this. Yeah. Because we don't know what the points are going to look like at all. We don't even know if it's the same, like, concept of point system um, that they're going to have. Is it going to be more simple, more complex? Because they've, they've always had points and power levels, and I think they said they're dropping power level, which was, like, a different way to play. Sure, yeah, I know. That's the same shrug I had. It's like, okay, <laughs> I guess. It's a podcast shrug. I don't know. Yeah, I think the power level way was more of like a, this is a narrative way to mm-hmm. play, and the other points was like, this is more of like the pitched battles yeah. for our, for, to translate it to words we understand kind of way. I don't know. But you know what? It looks neat. There's a lot of stuff in it. I'm excited to paint up Angry Ron and push him on the table and, yeah. then, and then count him as a corn bloodthirster in my US <laughs> Army. Because you know what? Why not? Yeah, certainly. Uh, other previews that we got going well, on. Because uh, we, we did get some Sigmar previews. We did. We got. Are we just going to go down the list like in order? Sure, if you want. Yeah, well, why not? Then you want, do, do you have anything to say on the Warcry? Uh, uh, Nightmare Quest line. Is, I don't I don't play Warcry, so I don't know anything really about it. I don't. I haven't played Warcry since the first thing, and so I don't know. Okay, well, then we're skipping Oh, wait, no, I'm not Warcry. I'm talking... Oh, I went to the Underworlds. Sorry. Oh. You, you skipped one. See, so you skipped that spooky ghost. Oh, okay. Yeah, so sorry. Right the uh, the underworlds, the headsman's, uh, the headsman's, the headsman's curse. Yes, uh, it is a set of spooky night haunt heroes for underworlds, um, and they're cool. They're good night haunt models. I don't know cool. that night haunt needed more spooky ghosts, but um, who no, doesn't right. more spooky ghosts than their spooky ghost army? Yeah, I like the guy with the really long scroll that's pointing at it and yelling because I feel like he's got uh, he's he's trying to get a return at CVS. He's the tally man tallier. He is, but they already have a Tallyman model who is quite literally doing this exact thing. <laughs> so this guy, I feel like he's less important. I really do think he's got a CVS proceed in here, and he's like he's trying to return or say that he was charged twice, mm-hmm. and they're not they're not having it. And he's been arguing that forever. That's why he's dead. This is his punishment. <laughs> this is the eternal punishment of trying to return something to CVS. Yeah. Um, so that's that, yeah. they're cool. They're cool ghost models. All right. Um, I haven't played Underworlds. I have played Warcry, but yeah. before that, there's a little weird thing. The, in the middle of those two things. The Middle Earth? Yeah, in the Middle Earth of those yeah. two things. Get off the road. It's just a diorama. It It is. That you can also... But, like, the pieces come out. But I don't imagine that you could do anything with that Hobbit piece. Like, is that a functional piece in their game? You just push around four little Hobbits on no it sitting idea. down? But it's kind of cool. Like, if you are a Lord of the Rings fan, this is a cool-looking model. Like, you know what? Go ahead. It looks neat. 
I know people that were excited about it because they do just, like a lot of people, they just buy Warhammer stuff to paint it. They never play a game. Yeah. It's just like, oh, a cool model neat to learn. Little, neat little diorama thing they can put up on their shelf. Yeah, yeah. So that's kind of neat. I like it. I feel like probably, uh, and if you, hey, if you're out there and you're a Middle Earth person, let us know, like, were you disappointed that you just got a <laughs> diorama? 40K gets an entire new edition. Uh, AOS got a lot of cool stuff and hints at a lot more cool stuff. Ooh, boy, those cities. Ooh, my nips are hard. Uh, but then Middle Earth is like, and here's a diorama. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> you got something. You got Be something. Happy. You're not getting anything based on Rings of Power, and the movies are old, and we've done every book character twice. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. here you go. And then we get into stuff that I actually know a lot about. Okay, so the Warcry bit. Oh, yeah. First off, that cover art, that Lord Relictor, that's the coolest shit. Look at that. Thunder guy, skull, hammer. This is some Stormcast. This is the Stormcast I love. Um, this is this is the hammer down Stormcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is this is the kind of Stormcast that's like, we're not fucking around anymore. Yeah, yeah. We, we're not using bows. We're not going to do any of this stuff. We didn't bring a dog. We're just going to murder you <laughs> we're a just lot. Coming, we're just coming with the heavy artillery here. And so these are questers, which is essentially Knight's questers are the D&D parties of the Stormcast, where it's like Sigmar needs something done, so he's going to kind of send out like a group to do it. And mm-hmm. these are Knight questers get to kind of operate outside the whole military structure and do things their own way and that kind of stuff. They're sort of the Inquisitors, uh, but there's also a case of Stormcast that are Inquisitors. That's Lord Veritans, like Von Brecht. Why, yes, I am a nerd. Um, but this Warcry box looks really cool. Uh, it is like the... I feel like we just got a Warcry starter box, though. I think we did. Like, with the Nurgle guys. No, there was another one after that, wasn't there? Wasn't there? Sure. I think there was. It feels like there's a lot of Warcry boxes. Like, they have stopped. They're just putting out the new armies as full sets with the yeah. up. And I wonder if their sales numbers have shown that this is just better to release, like, the terrain kit. Just release it all in a, in a pack together. Yeah, and treat it like that. Because they're not yeah. putting out as many of the individual, like solo boxes and characters that mm. they kind of I wonder did. if it's because they, I recognize that everybody's just kind of splitting the boxes anyway. I mean, like, yeah. You split it with a friend, so if there's if you got two people and you're like, all right, cool, well, I want this half, you want that half, so we'll just split it and go about our ways and yeah. we just get like half the scenery or whatever that's in there for the Warcry set as well. Does anybody... <laughs> do we know anyone that likes Flesh Eater Quartz? I mean, I played some Flesh Eater Quartz, didn't I? Did you? I don't have any. I have ten ghouls. That's the. Well, I guess technically I have the zombie dragons, but those are. I count those as, thank. Uh, soul blight. Stop light rave lords. Oh yeah. No, I played soul. I played soul blight. That's right. Oh, you mean played against? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you played soul blight. Yeah. yeah I played Nobody. Soul blight. I don't. I think there was effect there. Yeah, there was because I saw it had they had all uh, the windmill guys ah. that look like they're constantly doing windmills in, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, in the mosh pit. Um. So this. I mean it. Whatever. Cool. Goes. Whatever. It's man. the only. It's the only death army I don't play. <laughs> but these stormcast guys. These are some cool ass models. Every one of these models could be a stand-in for one of the hero models, or just the perfect D and D character if you're yeah. going to play a souped-up paladin. Um, they are. I just that Lord Relictor with the hammer and the other. He's got. He he's looks got, rad. He's got a skull that he can swing at you, and he's also wearing a skull. But if you are super nerdy like me, the these are all in Thunderstrike armor which is really neat. But if you look at them, the designs, like the pauldrons and stuff, are correct in terms of which, like, are these from the Vanguard sets? Are these from the uh, uh, the Redeemers kind of chapter? Are the uh, Dracothian chapter? So it's kind of neat. Like, they've baked in a lot of little lore things for people that really like that kind of stuff. Also, the kit bashing potential on these is really good. So what you're saying is that this is a box set made for you. This is a box set made for me, except for the Flesh Eater Quartz guys. Like, if they had paired them with skeletons... I would have been all you over would have been the, have the any box. of the other death armies. I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> these are just the one. However, the dead baboons, 
That's a funny really cool. That's a funny model. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Like I never knew that I would be able to throw a dead baboon at my opponent, but shoot, I might have to do that. Uh, and also, hey, do you think anybody bought that Realm Sweeper engine besides Seraphon players? Nope. Well, guess what? Because they were giving it to you. <laughs> we're gonna put it in this box. Have fun. <laughs> Please buy this thing. They released rules for it too, and I mean, it's an okay, cool-looking piece of scenery, but it is kind of funny that they're like, nah, we don't know what to do with this. Yeah. So we, we have it. We have it. We made a lot of them apparently, or oh, or they're very cheap to make. Yeah. I wonder if it's like that, where it's like the cost on this scenery so much less than the other stuff that they've mm, been making. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If that's a decision at all, I don't know. Flesh Eater Court's got baboons. If you like baboons, and you like Flesh Eater Court's, this this is a box for you. That's a weird Venn diagram, but here's the box <laughs> for you. <laughs> all right. Let's get into the let's get into the meaty bits. All right, you ready for this? I was like, is this just gonna be me all the way down? No, there's one no, for there's you one right for here. Me. There is one for me, but I want to talk about these free guild cavaliers. Oh yes, so, I can talk about them all day. Cities of Sigmar free guild cavaliers. Let's look at these horse boys. Let's look at some horses. <laughs> Welcome to horse talk. That's a you know we can only yell that because we're the only ones in the building right now. <laughs> no. Let's just let's look at some horses. But look at these horses. They look awesome. <laughs> they all look right. great. And it, this. Excellent model sculpts. Excellent paint jobs showing off the model sculpts. Yes. Very excited to see any version of this with the Cities of Sigmar on the table. Hopefully, it's good cavalry. Because here's, uh, here's yeah. the drawback. <laughs> it's GW right. cavalry. It's it looks G amazing. GW cavalry looks amazing. Tends to be trash. It's probably not worth it. Yeah. But. I, I really like, and the other thing that I really liked when they did this reveal is that they showed like the old uh, cavalry, yeah, from, like the like from the old world uh, stuff, and they were like, "Here's a side by side comparison to show you what all we did." Yeah, to show you this buy is... the new models, please. <laughs> we <laughs> spent so much time on this. You and the guy she tells you not to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's absolutely this uh this guy right there. Jesus, that is such a cool looking model. It's so and I good. love, and this is the footman that they released as well. I love this. They look like real people. Like, mm -hmm. one of the footmans is kind of a chubbier guy. Kind of looks like he's squeezed into some armor that maybe someone else left behind for some reason, and mm -hmm. now he's wearing. You get characters that don't look like ultimate super badass number one, because that's the Stormcast. That's what they are. These guys are people that are riding out to claim new land, defend their homes, or just fucking survive against every other army in the entire game, including half of their allies. I'm looking at you, KO. <laughs> Specifically trying to pillage these guys as they ride out. Whatever, they deserve it. Just for the, just for the, the penalty of believing in Manifest Destiny, which as Americans, we can get behind, right? Sigmar Destiny. But, like, look at these horses. Look at these look horses. Look at these majestic beings. Look at these helmets on these guys. All the little stuff on them. I love that they... Uh, they, they look like they have a, the appropriate amount of contact points, even for when, like, they're rearing up. Like, they're still like, hey... Yeah. You, we're not... You, like, you're not immediately going to tip over. Like, you're not top-heavy. They're not balancing on one single toe. Right. <clears throat> um, also, like, just the... the where was it? I was trying to find where they mentioned something about it. But I believe they said that, like, the area where they have, like, the, um, where they painted on the signal of whatever city or whatever, the heraldry, essentially. Mm -hmm. Like, that's going to be something where if they update the decals, that's going to be really cool that they've left a space that you can easily make your particular city. However, I really hope that they still encourage you to play whatever city you want with whatever toys you want. Right. Because I do intend on making all of mine, obviously, Anvil Guard, which will still be in the book. Fight me. It's not going to be in the book. It's not going to be in the book. It's, it's Harkaron now, but whatever. Um, but I'm going to do that, but I don't want someone to be like, well, you can't play that as Hallowheart because it looks like Anvilgard. Yeah, nah. none of that crap. None of that crap. None of that crap at all. 
Yeah, these are good looking horses. Yeah. Other thoughts on your horses? I uh, I really hate square bases and <laughs> rank and file. <laughs> so I, I when I saw that picture, I was like, oh right. Um, I don't think I'm gonna be doing the old world. I think I just don't care. Not for enough. you. Yeah. yeah. And, and here once again, scandalous for a big lover of uh, death. Tomb kings weren't Nagash. Nagash and tomb kings weren't the same thing. I like Nagash. So yeah, no, tomb yeah. kings are all right. Dawnbringers. Dawnbringers. So Dawnbringers, after much confusion as to what the hell Dawnbringers was even going to be. It's campaign book. It's campaign books. It's four of them. Yeah. It's Broken Realms Dawnbringers. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. I wonder which character they're going to introduce. Okay. So here's the thing. In Malign Portents, they introduced that named goblin. And in uh, uh, Kragnos' book, I think it was Kragnos' book, actually, of Broken Realms, they unceremoniously just murdered the shit out of him. He just dies in a side paragraph. So which character did they introduce in Kragnos that they just unceremoniously murder in these books, I wonder? Hmm. I'm trying to think of which characters they really introduced in Kragnos. You had the oh, Selexa and Dysnesis, yeah, yeah. whatever. <laughs> Dyslexia is it, the other uh, one. Oh, it's the, it's the two. Um, it better not be Duralia Vendence. It better so not I, be them. It won't be Duralia. It'll, it'll be, be her dad. It'll be your dad. Yeah. Gonna, they got to they murk her dad. Yeah, you know what? I actually, Galen, he's probably going yeah. out. Yep, that would make sense. I could see that. Uh, well, sorry, guys. You know what? <laughs> I never brought him anyway. Yeah. I brought him. Everybody, 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 anyway. Yeah, because so she's Because the chance to just shoot a wizard in the face for eight damage across the table <laughs> is really funny. Really nice. Yeah. Guess what Galatian champions are usually not? Eight wounds. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, she was so close to making it into my Stormcast list, but the points just weren't there. Just weren't, weren't quite there for yeah. you? So, so Dawnbringers, uh, yeah. it's going to be a campaign book. Um, it's about the Dawnbringer campaigns, if you don't know what that is. I think we've said it a bunch on the show, but it is essentially the cities of Sigmar are expanding their territory. They're going out. They're trying to find, they're essentially following ley lines to sources of power. They all have various ways of finding these sources of power. Sometimes it's information that they've gathered. Sometimes it's they have augurs or soothsayers or things that can determine it. Sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, Sigmar goes, hey, it's over there, and we just go do that. Or yeah. Teclis was like, no, it's here. This is the one. You should just do this. Um, and sometimes it's just like just striking out. The statistic they have given in the one of the books or in one of the episodes or something was that like 80% of them fail. Which is a terrible rate. That's not a good success rate. No. That's my win rate for this game. <laughs> so that's not good. You should not be basing millions of lives off of my win uh-huh, rate. Because, uh-huh. um, my God, if my game's actually those people that died, like, if I was that, I would be, I am not doing well. <laughs> You're a very bad general. I'm a very bad general, yeah. Um, so the Nurgle one is the first one. Yes, it uh, is. And oh, I was about to say, most of these are, like, actually, like, it almost felt like they were specifically for you. Like, they, they wrote this, because big narrative player. Zach, Zach Boland. This is this is the thing I want to yeah, do with Age of Sigmar. Yeah, this is the thing for you. Uh, so they gave you a Nurgle hero, <laughs> right? On a mount, and so, which means it will likely be a little bit faster. Oh, I, well. So I think if this is, it's a Harbinger of Decay. Okay, so wait. So there already is a Harbinger of Decay. Uh huh. So I'm assuming it's going to be the same thing. He's just going to get a boost and maybe a named character variant sure. for it. But if the old Harbinger of Decay. It's an older model. It's one of the ones that I like the least out of the yeah. Nurgle line. Um, and this guy's just so much better looking. And I want to point out something about this model before we get into the reason that the rest of these are pretty much for me, except for that one feck. Once again, they snuck a feck. <laughs> I'm like, I don't care. Uh, it's the wrong Death Army, guys. Yeah. Give me that IBR Archer already. Um, if you look at this model from a design standpoint, everything is drooping. Yeah. 
And I love that. It's, because it's, it's, it's sloppy. Yeah, it's sloppy. It's not ball pipey, but it's sloppy. Yeah, but, it's sloppy. but this is a Nurgle design aesthetic. And when they get it right on Nurgle models, it works so well. It's everything is dour, depressed. That's one of his domains is essentially finality. And, you know, mm-hmm. it's you're mm-hmm. going to die. You can't avoid it. Just lay down and take it kind of stuff. And so that I think that really comes across in this model because you can imagine this thing. It's, it's a little faster than most Nurgle models, which is not hard to do. Most of them do not move. Um, but it's probably not super fast, but it's just, this thing is just sloughing at you across the battlefield. There's not coming out of the horse. It's, it's gross. It's just dripping, but it doesn't stop moving. And yeah. that's like a different type of horror. I, I really love this model. The only thing I don't like is the crow on his back. I just kind of hate when they put birds on stuff. I don't know why. It just bugs me. Huh. I like birds on stuff. Cause I feel like the bird would fly away. It's the same reason I don't like a uh, catacross. I don't want to push a diorama around mm. like how is he bringing this with him every time he moves that bothers me that's a really stupid reason to not like that bird but i don't know i like the bird i'll probably put something else on there a nurgling oh hold oh on. man there's no nurglings on this model you can put all the nurglings on i'm there, going buddy. to put so many nurglings. you know what i don't even know if that rider is not entirely part of that thing this horse is not going to have a rider it's i'm going to buy two and one of them is just going to be a ton of nurglings and a silly hat just a stack of nurglings oh, nurgling totem pole riding a horse yeah with that little nurgling that rides a fly on top of the very top. This is what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's cool. Five nurglings in a trench coat. You got to get a lot more nurglings to make that <laughs> trench coat make sense. <laughs> you got to have 50. So, yeah. So, Broken Realms, it's going to be a big narrative. Broken Realms. <laughs> Look at that. That's the other one. Uh, Dawnbringers. Big narrative thing. We don't know what it looks like in terms of, like, the game. But we can assume that it's going to be Broken Realms. Because there's four books. They did four last time. I feel like we're discovering how they're going to do narrative campaigns for Age of Sigmar. Yep. Every two years, you get four books. Totally cool with that. Fine with that. Kind of set that precedent with the Realm Gate Wars, but those books were, they had all the rules because there was no rules for the game right. models and stuff back then. Uh, I, I am okay with this. Obviously, I'm going to get all four because I they tell a cool story most yeah. of the time. And, and they're, I mean, shoot, we freaking did all four books last go around when they, when they did them, so we'll wind up doing all four books again. And you know what I like the most about this is I don't see any mention of Teclas or Marathi. Yeah. Keep and them the we, hell out of this storyline. And we know, at least usually, that there's going to be at least one really, really freaking cool model, like big model reveal, typically, that are part of this narrative. Closer piece. like the end of it, yeah. Because yeah. yeah. we got Kragnos last time. That's true. So we're going to get some. We're gonna get, and we didn't, yeah, the Broken Realms books didn't have a model with them last time. Mm-hmm. Like they, I mean, Kragnos, but like, I'm trying to think, I don't think they did. Because Broken Realms Marathi, did it have a model with it? No, I don't know. I don't. I got so I got a little uh, laser focused on that <laughs> book. I don't think I paid yeah. attention to much else that was happening. Yeah. So, uh, that, so the fec- that's the normal so the, guy. So the feck piece. I mean, this is an awesome looking model. Yeah. I just I just don't particularly like feck that much. But this is a cool looking. I like his big scythe. His dual scythe is really cool. Yeah. Like this is this is a neat looking model. Uh, God, the amount of like skin you have to paint on this guy because he's wearing others he's got three different types of skin he's wearing a skin he's stepping on a skin and he has skin he's got multiple skin cokes if you don't like skin tones do not <laughs> do not play feck it'll be tough uh and if you like painting the same guy 70 times which is funny because i actually i think i only have five more berserkers to go and i'm done with my way too many dwarfs list for fire slayers i sure hope they don't show a new model that i instantly want that i will have to then paint oh weird it's almost like the next model is a is a dope ass uh, dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so here's the thing. So we got this this new dwarf model, which awesome that the fire slayers are getting a new dwarf model. Uh, the coolest thing about this is that he's got flames literally coming off of his uh, his hammer. And he has hammers. Yeah, he has axes. He's, he's got 
hammers. That's it. There's pikes and axes in that line right now. I I don't remember ever having a hammer option. Yeah, he's got he's got he's a hammer down. He's a hammer bro. It's pretty cool. So apparently it's a. Uh, He's, they're like the only survivors of a magma hold. So they become like the avatar of that entire culture. So I'm guessing this is going to be a fairly powerful character. Yeah, this has got to be like, uh, well, single, like single model, not like non-named maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It could be something where it's like the Eidolons where it's like, it's a, not a real, it's a spirit that shows up to help or something. Mm. Um, because they do kind of, they say that it's, uh, avatars of retribution, um, I don't know. So yeah, this is it. Oh, maybe you know, maybe maybe I'm just throwing some. I'm just throwing some ideas out here since we All right. don't know everything, right? But they don't like really in the in their model line. They have very few options, right? They got the they very, have three troop options and twelve heroes. Right. It's it's the most in terms of the inverse. And yeah, it's and the and, most the, and the heroes all cycle between either footed or magmadroth. Yeah. There's, nothing... the ex- there's a couple that can't be on Magma Dross that are the newer ones, I think. Yeah. But for the most, yeah, your your Rune Master, your Rune Son, and your Father are all Magma Dross or not, depending on if you how you want to do that. Right. I wonder if these are maybe like the like a, a version of like the Hyper Elite, where it's like a three or five pack type of thing. Oh yeah, it could be. Yeah, and you get like a couple of these, and you throw them forward to do crazy things. I I would almost think a three pack because that's similar dwarf logic type of thing. Right? Yeah. I, so and the, the other thing about this, so in that line you have Gurmath Berserkers, which mm-hmm. are single models that charge up and do a bunch of stuff. Like you have a couple of characters that already do that kind of thing. Right. So if this guy is just another character that runs up and fights, it's like all right. Yeah. It's like when they put out the Flamekeeper, I think, and he's just another priest that does priest stuff, and you're like, oh, the other ones are better though. Right. So, but who cares because it's cool looking. Yeah, it is dope. Honestly, and if you're like, I don't like his stats, uh, replace his hammers with axes, and he can count as literally any model, because I guarantee you, your opponent does not know oh, no. what Fire Slayer yeah. you have on the table. No idea. When I played the guy that had Fire Slayers, he was, uh, in the tournament, he was really impressed that I was like, oh, there's your Rune Father, there's your Rune Son over there. Like, I knew what they were, because yeah, you play them. I've played them. Well, I haven't, actually. No. <laughs> I've, I've, I've played them on uh, tabletop. Thing. Simulator, yeah. Yeah, and I've because I've refused to field them until they're painted, which is a very silly thing to do with a nearly 100 model list that I put together. Soon. 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 Uh, and then finally, we got a Gitz model. Yeah, look at this little guy. He's. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just. He's four. He's two feet tall, so his whole intimidating thing is like a oh, swift kick, and he's kind of. He's kind of done. But, um. Uh, he looks cool. He does. There's a. Uh, the. I have a gripe okay. on this model, and it's mostly that the third, uh. Flying Boingrot. I guess is connected. Squig bat. Squig bat. Yeah, sure. is connected to the middle one. Oh yeah, with no other connection point. It, it is wing to wing. Damn it! I those are not like fused together like on sprue. They probably are. Because uh, think of how small this model actually is. This is a normal sized git. He's gonna be on like a twenty five. I don't know. I'm gonna say this optimistically. I don't know that it would be feasible to make a cut for that guy to be by himself, but. I have also had to apply Star-Lord's Mask in two different... I know it's a different company, but in two different pieces, mm-hmm. both of them could fit inside of my pinky nail. Mm-hmm. So you know what? Maybe. I've, I've had very skinny, like, Lance Spear things that have been in two pieces before, where they're like, we just cut it in the middle for you to glue together for reasons, because we're dicks. Yeah, because <laughs> that's how AutoCAD told us to do it, and we didn't check it. Yeah. We just did it. 
Yeah, Why? I could. Oh, that'd be frustrating. Although, uh, you know what? I probably would take those off of mine anyway, because it's the same thing with the birds. Uh, you know what? I'd rather just have the guy and put something goofy on him. Right, I'm looking at this. I'm actually looking at this picture of the. Yeah, maybe he's just a single model because there's only one of him. In the uh, sorry, going to the uh, oh the dwarf guy, the dwarf guy. Yeah, I think he is gonna be. Well, because that the, his lore is that he's the lone survivor. Yeah. Of his. It'd be weird if there were three of them. I guess. Well, I guess the, it'd be three different. The, the lone survivor of three. <laughs> well, so what if you so if you run more of these in your army, you essentially have like four. You could be like, yeah, this guy's held fell apart. Also, this guy's hold fell apart. All those guys hold like these, and then they form together to, to create the tri to create to, the tri hold the tri hold. Oh yeah, it is Zelda Day. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Hooray! Uh good stuff. All right, he's a it's a cute little gets. I uh, there's so there's a squig model uh, that actually is. Is it in the box? Oh, it is. So if you look at the picture of the squigs, in the bottom left is the guy that's being eaten by the squig. Oh. And then the new model is, I lived, bitch. <laughs> I survived. He's just wearing yeah. his armor. I'm like, that's cool. I ate the squig from the inside out. Also, also that, uh, that whatever this is, Dombringer combat patrol box mm -hmm. set that they're talking about. We can talk about these in a, for a couple seconds because I think these are kind of cool the way they've done this. Uh, that Gabapalooza one, it has a Gabapalooza in it. That thing is not going to be on shelves. Yeah. You're not going to see that one. Buy it immediately if you see it. Uh, the Nurgle one, it's all right. I'm gonna. I guess I got some more flies now with the guys, the humans on top, which mm -hmm. is not the way I want to do them. But whatever. But it's it's so few models compared to the rest because I'm assuming. I know the points cost of Blight Kings and Puscoils. So like that middle guy has got to be a chunky model, right? For that for that to be the list, and then you look over, and they give you twice as many Fire Slayers, which are very good. And also elite, and you get ten of each type in here, and the new champion. I like it. I'm hoping that that Nurgle is really good. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, those are good looking sets to buy. Yeah, like if you, I don't know what the price point's going to be on them. Couldn't tell you. Couldn't tell you. Oh, these are regiments of renown. Okay, so yeah, this will be one of those weird things where you can bring them with the named character. And it's uh, like a little, yeah. it's like the mercenaries. They keep doing this concept in different ways in this game. And the hopes that so it will catch on at some point. Yeah, because they've had mercenaries multiple times. Then they had regiments of renown. Then the ally system went back and forth a couple times on how to like bring in people. So they, they, they want to have a way to sell you a box set that you can paint up and add into your army. But they've kind of built the system in a way that that doesn't always make sense. Um, because of the grand alliances. I can't take a zombie guy and put him next to Stormcast. So you kind of have to have them in the thing. I don't know. I'm just going to punch the microphone, though. Punch it. Yeah. Beat that microphone into submission. Get out of here, microphone. Hey, look, it's a roadmap of book covers. <laughs> Woohoo! Do we want to say anything about that? It's a roadmap of book covers. I mean, we know that there's some stuff coming. We know there's some stuff coming. We know Dawnbringer Book 2 is probably going to launch with a really, really cool model that I feel like we're about to segue into uh, so that I can take a drink. Is that the next one? I don't actually yeah, know. Yeah, 100% is. Okay. Well, hey. here you go. I'm going to take a drink while Josh talks. That's the magic of ventriloquism. Woo! Let's go. All right, boys. We finally got here. We, we've we been waiting. Our Iron Jaws have been waiting for, for quite some time. We've been talking about it on the show forever. We got our mounted pig hero guy. Thank you. It's here. It's finally arrived. It's the mighty Mogrunta. It's <laughs> an armored pig with an armored dude on top ready to do armored shit. And just charge in with his massive, just massive bulk of his everything. Porkamorka. Yeah, it's Porkamorka. <laughs> uh, uh, I, like, I like that his the name for that thing is so stupid. You know that the Iron Jaws had came up with it because it's like, well, that's a Maw Crusher, and that's a Gore Grunta. Well, this is a big version of the. Call it a Maw Grunta. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, the best part about this too is that this thing is so big that there are other R boys on top of it. They, they're running. They're riding side saddle. <laughs> yeah. Uh, is that a? 
Is that an Arboy or is that a brute on it? I think they're supposed to be Arboys. Yeah. Well, either way, though, they're cool. Yeah, this thing, this is like the uh, the old, um, when they would give you like the, the Ninja Turtles van as a kid and you would have the little way to pop out the thing. Or like the Ghostbusters movie where they, the more recent one where they had the little sidecar yeah. from the original toy built into the actual uh-huh. Echo One. This is that same concept where it's like, this isn't really cool until you realize that guy could just fall off by accident. Because this thing is probably running at, I can't imagine it has an even steady gait. No. I've ridden horses my whole life. Sometimes a horse just, it's uncomfortable, and you sing a lot higher when you get off of yeah. it. This thing, probably those guys on the side get one swing, the weight of their weapon pulls them off the side, and then they're just on the ground having a good time. It's its probably the most uh, Mad Maxian yeah. of, of this line oh, at yeah. this point. Orcs would totally, they would do that thing with the long, uh, the jab, the pillars or whatever, where they lean in yeah. and jump on the cars and stuff. Orcs would totally do that. I mean, oh, yeah. basically those guys were orcs, essentially. This looks, it's so cool so looking. Cool. It's so cool looking. Look at him. He's got too many tusks. So many tusks. <laughs> knives he's got, on tusks, he's got, his, on knives. he's got his regular tusks. He's got armored tusks. He's they, got friggin' they, plates of stuff around him. They put it, they, on his tusks, they put a second metal tusk. And on that, they put tiny little tusks yeah. on the end of that one. Just, just it, for all your tusking action. It's so cool looking. The only thing I don't like is that the art of it doesn't really show off the model at all. Like, it doesn't show off the character. It just shows off the guy on top yeah. for the special. It art. would be it would be nice if there was if they showed like a front like a front view because they've got like this cool side view of it, but we don't have another picture that says, "Hey, like let's look at the front." I'm yeah, I play the video because I don't. I don't uh, I'm sure that. the video shows us stuff, but we you know if we play the video, then it goes on the audio and then it's monetized. And, you know. Anyway. Let's go, Gorgruntus. Yeah. Dude's on top. Let's let's go. Like, that's... We're I'm, here. I'm seeing some good... I don't know, obviously, until we actually get the sprues in our hands, but I'm seeing some good kit, pap- kit bash potential for me, too. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I've taken... Um, I don't know what the actual... It's Dobby. It's the Dobby model, but I took all the guys off, the cruel boys off, and put in a bunch of bone splitters, because I'm going to use it in a big wog, which is mostly bone splitters, so makes sense. Yeah. Same thing with this. I could see taking this guy, maybe replacing the guy on the side with a bone splitter, so it's kind of like a team up, uh, or put a bone splitter on top, like jumping off the top. One of the uh, yeah. the savage big bosses because they they have that great leaping into the fray pose. Just have him like jumping off the top of it into a fight. You could do some really cool stuff. I'm on board. I'm so on board for all of this. I am too. Uh, we got good stuff, man. Uh, and then there's some horse heresy stuff. Yeah, hey, the knight sir neat. I guess. Um, I've been hearing that the Horus Heresy has really good like writing for all of its books and lore and stuff. So that's kind of cool. Neat. It still doesn't interest me right which is why we move on yeah <laughs> i guess they show beaky marines and it's like okay neat neat uh scrolling down hey do you want to talk about old world and the tomb kings i guess we should say that the old world will we'll probably talk about it I, I we will probably get the box set and open it up and look at it and, and build the models and maybe we'll just do that we'll just get the box set and play as if it was its own kind of you know box set game kind of thing uh, I flat out cannot afford a third wargaming game in the GW price range. Nope. Sorry, yep. guys. That That is what is honestly going to stop me more than anything is like, cool. What would I, I have to buy an entirely new army? Mm-hmm. I'm not rebasing anything. Mm-hmm. I bear, I came in right at the end of square bases, and I'm not doing that. So, like, do I want to spend another, you know, four or $500 <laughs> at least just to get to play this game yeah. that's rank and file? And I'm going to be honest, Song of Ice and Fire is a really fun rank and file. Conquest is a really fun rank and file. Like, I have options that do that. But I never cared that the old world blew up. In fact, spoiler, I think it was kind of a cool decision. Blow it up and start over and do all kinds of wacky stuff. You know, take it, 
take it to an insane level. And we got and Sigmar. Yeah, we got Sigmar. And then we got insane we got the insanity of Sigmar, which I love. Old World was a little more tamped down traditional fantasy kind of stuff. Still had craziness in it. Yeah. Um I mean the, the models look great. Like they are solid good looking models. And obviously I'm pretty sure the box set is gonna be Tomb Kings versus Bretonians because hey look, this looks like good cover yeah. art, basically. But um And that's the two that aren't really in you know. That's the other thing. They have to have unique armies for the old world, which is Bretonians and Tomb Kings, uh, because they can't go too far back or they get into the whoopsie racism of some of the other stuff, and then they can't go too far forward because that's Age of Sigmar. Right. So, like, what there's are they? There's going to be a weird, like, middle ground they're going to have to yeah. find on this. I mean, I guess you're going to get, like, Kislev, which is the um, the northern people. So you get a lot of variety of yeah. what essentially is cities of Sigmar. You get, you get your people but, with your bears. Yeah, people riding bears and stuff. That's cool, you know. Amazons. I'm guessing. If you like it, well, that, I don't know if that that might veer a little too much into the. Is that uh, like right on? The, is that like right on the cusp? I feel like that might be on the cusp. Yeah, mm. there was there was a couple of them that's like, oh, this probably isn't. But who knows? They might do what they do with Age of Sigmar and kind of bring it up, make it more appropriate for today, get out the old grognardy stuff, you know, and, and and use it like that. Yeah. So that could be kind of all right. All right. I like it. Yeah. Um. Kill team. I do. I do want to talk about kill team. Oh, do you? Okay. I, do, well, I don't. I don't. I don't care anything about kill team. <laughs> I. I'd like to play, but um, I don't know how, and I. I don't know anyone that plays, so it becomes difficult to do this. Uh, yeah, you get some cool cultist models. I kind of. I like all of the models in this box. I like the weird religious guy with the monk haircut. Bit, he's got it Wolverine spiked, and he's got a shotgun. Uh, it's. It's that guy right there. That guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's He cracks me up, man. Um. I, I, you, these are cool-looking human models, whatever. Hey, these uh, Tempestus Scions, these are kind of cool-looking. This is my reaction. I'm giving you real-time my reaction. So right. I was like, okay, right. this is kind of cool. Oh, I like that Servitor thing. You know what? I'll probably, if someone handed these to me, that's a Witch Hunter for uh, Age of Sigmar. I could absolutely make them. I could work out some stuff like this. I kept scrolling down. I was like, oh, the Chaos guys. Oh, Oh fucking K! Hold on, <laughs> these uh these chaos the sorcerer pack and the swordsman that I mean the swordsmen are basically just Sauron. When you look at them in their helmets, you're like, oh that's just Sauron. Oh yeah, that's just a Sauron guy. But I was like, okay cool. This is the uh this is the McMahon gif because at this point I'm on step four of five of the gif. I'm leaning back, but I'm not exploding yet. And then I scroll down and I saw these demon models, and I was like, holy shit. This is what I want out of Chaos Demons. These look like absolute nightmares. Like, just, what is going on? I like Screamy Guy. Which one is Screamy Guy? They're <laughs> uh, all Screamy I, I Guy. Will, I mean, Screamy Guy with, like, the tongue going out, and he's got, like, the hand that's a foot. That... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's got, he's using his knives to walk. Like, he's got, uh, like, rickets. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, it, there's a lot going on in all of these models. And I love it. And they revealed in one of the things how, like, during the game, the normal cultists up there, like, if stuff happens, they mutate into these things. And I'm like, that is a cool concept. I might have to learn Kill Team for this. But if you if you need Chaos Spawn for your army, here are Chaos Spawn for your army for yeah, the rest no, of time. No, nobody's going to argue. Do not go buy spawn. that old shitty Chaos Spawn model. Listen, I have a couple of them. They're all right, I guess. But, like, you, I would rather have this guy who's yeah. half of a corn berserker. He's got some Slanesh arms. That's the other thing is you can tell the, the various influences of the gods on the models. That's so cool. Well done. Bravo to whoever did the sculpts on this stuff. These are some of my favorite Age of, Age of These are my favorite Warhammer Games Workshop models across all their lines I've ever seen. 
because they look like absolute nonsense. And that's kind of, I think that's what chaos should How be. How many drugs were taken before these were sculpted? You know, this is the thing that, like, uh, when the NSA agent pulls up your computer <laughs> files and he sees that you're working on this, he's like, okay, we're going to mark that in the... Let's just uh, check that off real quick. Put that on this column yeah. here, yeah, yeah. You might go check that guy out for a yeah. bit, just in case. So these are awesome models. Love it. What else happened? Oh, yeah. Uh, Warhammer Heroes is the blind box thing. That's kind of neat, I guess. They sell pretty well. Uh, it's a weird concept to be like, hey, pay money for a Games Workshop product that you don't get to see, but it costs as much as a Game Workshop product. That's... That's a weird gambling thing for people. Like, I guess if you really want to... Do wanna... you not like money? Yeah. because <laughs> you like, just want to give all of it away? I guess if you have a, if you get a couple of versions, you could kit bash and stuff like that. But it seems like a weird way to buy. Yeah. Well, what it seems like is it's like you have a friend that you know likes Warhammer and you don't know what to get them. Get them one of these. So get they... them a blind box so they can just put some stuff together and yeah. see what... It... Have just a little special have hero some, Have some funds. And then a uh, new Kill Team season. Kill Team's doing new hero stuff. New, new season stuff or whatever. Good. Yeah. Great. Uh, break. That's what we should go to because we've been talking for forever. We have been talking and forever. And then we need, and we need to talk about a little bit of a tournament we had and which, how we played. Which my parts will be a lot faster, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, let's hit that delicious chocolatey nougat break. Are you still bringing gray plastic to the table game after game? Do you have a big tournament coming up but your army is barely glued together? Don't worry, Llama Juice Painting is here to help. Free your minis from their drag gray existence and let Justin bring them to life. Whether you're looking for a single centerpiece to bring your collection together or more battle line options, Llama Juice Painting is your best source for finely painted commission work. Check out some of Justin's work on facebook.com slash llama juice painting and get your quote today. Gigabytes Cafe in Marietta, Georgia is your one-stop shop for everything you need for your favorite hobby or fandom. Gigabytes carries a wide selection of miniature lines including Games Workshop, Reaper, and WizKids, not to mention all the terrain, paints, and hobby supplies you need to supplement your tabletop games. Not a wargamer? The cafe boasts an ever-growing selection of hundreds of board games, TCGs, CCGs, and other nerd-based acronyms eager to join your collections. So what are you waiting for? Go to gigabytesonline.com and start shopping now. Hey, everyone. We're back. You made it. You made it through the commercial breaks. We're so proud of you. Yeah. We're really proud of you guys. You, you, know, guys, hey, let's, you guys are doing great. Let's take a second and say uh, let's thank, uh, thank the fans. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for you listening know, to this podcast. Um, hey, we, we pick up a couple of new listeners every show, which is really cool. Like well, it's, our, our growth is incredible. Because <laughs> it is. And the it, shows as well. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just it, somehow it keeps going up. And yeah. We don't seem to lose a lot of people. It's like if you crap on a hill. <laughs> It just rolls. It just keeps rolling and rolling. Welcome to the snowball of poo that is this show. Mm. Yeah. Tasty. Tasty. You know, it was funny. Uh, I got to do a quick, I, I should have done this at the top. We're going to do it right here. A uh, quick shout out to, I was on a, another podcast. I know, I know. How dare you? How <laughs> I'm sorry. dare you, sir? <laughs> it's, it's about video games. It's fine. It doesn't have, it's not us. It's okay. It's different. Um, <laughs> I just have different podcast needs, Josh. Sometimes, mm-hmm. sometimes I need something else from this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's to have conversations with a charity that does stuff that actually benefits the world, unlike us, who I think are pretty much a detriment to everything around us all the time. 
we we are a we pool are, of despair. We are drains on everything, <laughs> yes. Uh, but these people, yeah. they are called Gamers on the Edge. Uh, I think we've actually mentioned them before on the show, but you should go check them out. They uh, do charity um, tournaments like Smash, Halo, like that kind of stuff. They have those really cool little suitcases that have the Xboxes like built in with the screen and everything. Yeah. Those are really neat. I asked if I could have uh, buy one, have one. Well, I wanted to have one. I asked if I could buy one, and they were like, don't. They fall apart, and nobody knows how to fix them. Oh, no. So apparently, like, the company that made those doesn't exist anymore or something. I don't know. But they are... They're really, uh, they're, they're awesome guys. Uh, their podcast is called Out of Options. Uh, and the reason I segued into this is because they were like, because if you're listening to us, you're out of options. And I was like, why am I on two podcasts <laughs> that are the bottom barrel of whatever this particular genre is? Is this just like, me? If you, found, if you found this podcast, that means that you have listened through everything else that was of interest yep. to you. Everything else in your library is done for that week. You've yep. re-listened to a couple of White Women Murder in the Woods podcasts, mm-hmm. and now you got nothing else on. Yeah. So you're like, let's listen to this. Uh, but they do... And uh, your dog thanks you. And your dog's like, thanks. I was getting really tired of serial killers in the woods. Um, so they, uh, the, sh- the way their show works is you go on and it's the pick like a, a top something and you argue over it. Like mm-hmm. we, I've done two now. It was a uh, top overrated uh, superheroes. Um, and, uh, and why they're all DC. That was my title because I wanted the internet to fight me. Because I, when I went in, by the way, they were like, oh, well, you know, we like to say this is our opinion. You know, we're not doing that. And I'm like, bro, I come from the Warhammer podcast community. Whatever I say, someone's going to have hated. Yeah. It's wrong. <laughs> Everything I say is wrong to everyone. So who cares? Yeah. You know, just have a good time. Um, and, and get mad on Twitter. It's a fun place to argue with people over comic book characters because, like, you know, while the world is burning, we should have these important conversations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but they, so uh, go check it out. They have uh, Twitch as well. We'll drop some links and stuff like that. We're, Josh and I will be doing some stuff with them, uh, hopefully. In the near in, future. In the near future. And then I, on a, on a business side, I'm also going to be working with them on some stuff. So you're going to be seeing a lot of those guys around. One of them is uh, learning 40K. So when we start doing our 40K stuff, hopefully we can get them up here. And they're based out of Tampa, which is, you know, where a U.S. Open is that my, we my. might be trying to go to to my, play. My, 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 because, my, Because we're not allowed to attend the tournament in our backyard. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they have the whole thing where, like, you could win a golden ticket if you go to a tournament and do well. And but I'm like, fuck, I will. came here. We live here. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, that's on the name and of we're the... we're media. Turns around kinda. points at the sign. I named the show oh. the two things. Yeah. Sorry about your SEOs, guys. <laughs> uh, we beat you to it. But thanks for our SEOs, because, my gosh, the amount of oh extra God. hits we're yeah, getting we're get as it creeps so up. up. It's, it's scary. Oh, man, this will be the one time that we're actually going to gain a bunch of listeners and then immediately lose them. That'll be cool. We haven't had a spike. We've only had a slow, gradual thing. Yeah. I'd love to have a spike. And then a drop-off? Yeah, well, why not? Yeah. we got to do all the podcast stuff, you know? Our only scandal is that I think Charybdis are really cool. Like our scandals are that we're not good at this game. This is true. Um, we, are but, sca- we are scandalously bad. We're scandalously bad. But we tr- well, hold on, hold on. Only one half of this podcast could say this, sir. You have you have broken the brand guidelines of ATO War by being in the top anything. Uh, the top anything that is not a joke because that's all the people that went. Like, I've been in the top six in a Warhammer tournament f- five years ago when there were six <laughs> of us. <laughs> and I was three out of six. Yeah. That was like that's the closest I've got. I actually finished pretty well this week, this uh, this last go around. So. I, I gotta say, your finishes were uh, they were spectacular. Thank you. Uh, um, I would say sometimes even viscous. I uh, <laughs> try to get a wide breadth of uh, of finishing. It's really about spreading out your finishing yeah. that you can hit as many targets as possible. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I agree with that. I think you did a lot. I uh, went in dehydrated and barely finished <laughs> it all. Way too early like, one time and then like a, way too late like the a, other time. Like a fine dust coming out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, just look down a little and the gash pops just, out. <laughs> 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 
So we we actually I should say we actually kind of tried in this tournament. Yeah. Um. I I legitimately put together a list that was like I think a good Stormcast list. And this the is, problem that you ran into well, is, was that me. You, is that you put it is that you put a Stormcast <laughs> list together. Yeah. There's some old book woes on Stormcast that I definitely hit and went and I didn't. I, I, you know what? I didn't complain about it. In fact, at one point, one of my opponents was like, new book, old book. I see what's going on here. And I was like, yeah, there's some stuff I have that just hasn't kept up. But <clears throat> I will say this. Uh, if you got some long strikes and you got some fulminators, you can still come to play with Stormcast. You can still do some work. You have to be ridiculously tactical with it. And that's, I think, where I fell apart is I just haven't practiced with this list. We played a game with yeah. it, which was me trying not to get shot to death while I run across the table screaming until I can touch you, and then you die immediately. Right. Um, but... That wasn't a great example. I also had some matchups that were like, oh, this is going to be a rough yeah. ride. Well, and the biggest problem that, you know, you, you as being an old book Stormcast player have run into is is battle tactics. Because if the battle yes. tactics for the season are not, you know, for you, <laughs> you yeah. don't stand a chance. Right. Because your book battle tactics suck. Are the stupidest. Yeah. They're so bad. <laughs> Whereas I have, what I have, I mean, I'm running Carriage and Overlords. I have a relatively new book. Guess what? Some of those battle tactics in there are like autos for me. Yeah, kill a unit. Okay, in turn one. Uh, opening salvo is the is like the greatest battle tactic you can have. That's yeah, basically if your opponent isn't mega gargants, you're probably gonna be okay on that. And even and then, even then, you might be able to burn down a thirty-five wound mega gargant. Like yeah. you opening salvo, would you hit my dogs? Well, to be fair, I was stormcast, so I looked at your battle tactic and went, "I'm deploying nothing." Yeah, <laughs> like you're just gonna kill it, some dogs. Keep all of this up in space. So I just shot stuff, and th and honestly, God, opening salvo was my battle tactic that I chose for the first round every game because I was going to kill something in my shooting phase. Because because let me get, let me tell you, if I didn't, I was gonna lose. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't kill anything your first shooting phase, you that's it. Yeah, okay, that's, uh, it. that's <laughs> like, game over. You got to come in hot and reduce their point cost by about a third yeah. that first turn. So. But yeah, so those battle tactics for for Stormcast, it's tough. Like you don't have them. Make really. a, make a unit with bravery ten flee from battle shock. Uh, hit an unarmed, kill a ten wound monster with a redeemer unit. It's all this stuff that's like, okay, it, maybe like this was full. This is fun, like thematic narrative stuff. But right. I cannot accomplish it's, this. In it's game. Not, when when the game has moved to this tactical like thing where it's like you need to complete a battle tactic every turn otherwise you know you're probably not going to lose yeah or you're probably going to lose um and you have you know narrative tactics you don't stand much of a chance yeah i really like the one that's like uh when you end the game you can only have battle line that's uh redeemer so if you brought other battle line and your opponent didn't kill your units you yeah. fail on you that. lost <laughs> what a silly thing yeah. so i i put together a stormcast list that i thought ha basically what i did is i looked at the battle tactics and i went okay this character can accomplish this for free. Next, okay, this one, this character can accomplish this. So what, what I tried to do was set up a way, and I think this is kind of how Stormcast has to be played right now. I set up a way to where I could guarantee three out of four battle tactics. My opponent almost couldn't stop me unless they just really played hard against me. Mm -hmm. And that's because everything in my list teleported all over the table <laughs> every single turn. It was a nightmare to try to pin me down because I only had like eight guys, so I had to be really tactical on it. Um, but then getting that meant that I really... And every game, I got four out of five battle tactics. Um, but every game, when it got to that four, it was like, okay, eye for an eye usually by that point could go off. If you bring dogs, eye for an eye is relatively easy to do. Um, the, but then the other ones were like, oh, I don't know. Like, this is going to be hard. Gets a little dicey. <clears throat> but I do say, I accomplished one twice 
at the end of two different games that I have never accomplished in this game. Ooh, which one? Oh, I'm going to spoil it. Oh, spoil well, it. All right, all right. Let's keep, just say... Keep your secrets. Let's just say that one of them... Uh, well, these are the only highlights I have of my games because oh, yeah, yeah. I lost the rest of them. <laughs> the only highlights I have was when a really cool thing happened, okay. and this one was one where I had to make eight rolls to make this happen, and it yeah. did. And I was like, heck yeah. <laughs> Everything else was falling apart all over the table, but this one guy did his job. So uh, I guess we should talk about the, the lists... Yeah, made. do it. Would you like to? Would you like to start, sir? Yeah, I got mine pulled up right here in front of me, so right. I know what it is. So I was uh, Stormcast, um, Hammers of Sigmar. You're like, but you love Anvil Guard, and Anvil's a Helden Hammer. I absolutely do, but I needed a special battle line unit, so I have to take Hammers. Plus that six up ward, fucking good. <laughs> Fuck, within twelve inches of an objective, I always think it's six. It's twelve. So most of the time in some of these battles, your whole army's got a six up ward, which is Stormcast. It's kind of nice. So I had in order uh, a Knight Zephyros. You're like, oh, who is that for most of you at home? It's Neve Black Talon. She's got a show on Warhammer TV. It's her, but with a helmet on. That's what a Knight Zephyros is. Uh, the Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger, or as I like to call him, Irritating McStupid Pants. <laughs> that model was so much fun. And I'll explain in a second why he was so much fun. And the Lord Relictor, because it's a Stormcast list. You've got a Lord Relictor in it. That's what you do. Yep. He's just auto-include. I think it's like a, probably like the chemist is now. It's like, it's going to be in the list. Yep. You're going to do it. <clears throat> Unless you just have a really weird way to try to play. Then we get to my battle line, which is uh, two concussors, another two concussors, two fulminators, and another two fulminators. I brought the wrong type of dragons, you see. <laughs> Although fulminators, actually, you know what? They were actually crap. They legitimately, every time the fulminators did anything, it was terrible. And my opponent focused on them, so they became distraction fulminators. Like, I would just kind of serve them up, <laughs> and people would kill them. And I'm like, yeah, that wasn't going to do as well as you think it was, because I roll like garbage. Yeah. Like, the one... Now, what do you want to... What units do you think did well? Oh, I also had uh, a Vanguard Raptors and another set of Vanguard Raptors. Well, that leaves about 180 points. It's dogs. Two sets of Griffhounds, baby. <laughs> because I forgot... Okay, so I guess we should say, like, what the list was supposed to do. Yeah. What my list was supposed to do is drop some dogs, um, drop a concussor, uh, and drop the Lord Arcanum on Griff Charger, you know, five down, the rest up in space, and, and give you the first turn, because I was four drops. And I beat everybody. Most drops in this tournament were, like, nine, nine or a thousand. Yeah. Yeah. So I beat every. So I always got that, and I always gave my opponent the first turn, and they're like, okay, that's kind of interesting. Except for the guy that plays Stormcast, it's like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> because everybody would run up, and then I could encircle them with Concussors and Fulminators. And if I can build a circle of dragons, just charging into the middle, while you have long strikes picking off every single one of those Galatian veterans, and dogs screening out and holding objectives, I was like, maybe I can win while dying. Which is almost what I did a couple of times. Just die slowly, basically. Yeah. So, <clears throat> the Knight Zephyros, on her War Scroll, auto-teleports whenever she wants to, just set up nine inches away. Lord Arcanum, same thing. Also, put the artifact on him. Can't be shot unless you're within nine inches of him. Well, I move him every turn wherever the hell I want. Also, he has like a 12-inch run. So you're never going to shoot him. Just a nightmare. I didn't come up against a shingle-shooting army. <laughs> <laughs> there was like four KOs in this tournament. Yeah, I didn't you, fight, a you, single you one. fight a single but one. But if I had, he would have been really frustrating to deal with. He also has Cycle the Storm, which essentially when a model dies, a Stormcast model, you put it back with one wound on it. If you took over the wounds, you then keep applying them, but if you took the exact amount needed to kill them, which comes up a lot when you have these big six-wound dragons, it's like, no, just kidding. He's still here, and I still get all the attacks out of that unit now. Yeah. Uh, and that was uh, finding out that my opponents uh, had never encountered that ability was fun. He, I used it to put dogs back one point, because <laughs> you might as well. Because might as well. The dogs are in the way. So his, jo his goal was basically to teleport behind, hang out with the concussors and fulminators, 
if one of them died, give them that extra wound. He also had a healing spell, um, and he had the spell that gives them plus one to wound. So, Fulminator's on a charge doing, because uh, I was always, Stormcast just poop command points, so yeah. I just had command points. So, Storm, Fulminator's on a charge. What is that? Twos and twos, Rin two, three damage each. That's 15 attacks per model. Sweet baby Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's too much. I didn't roll well enough, but theoretically, that number is what made people really afraid of those models. Yeah. <clears throat> so that was his job. Amp up everybody, throw them into the fight. I have to kill. I cannot play defensively with this list because I don't have enough guys. You know, my, my total models on the objective is like two. Yeah, you got, you got to thin the herd. I got to thin the herd, and then I got to hope that you don't have a way to thin me back so fast. Right. Um, so that's that. I had my Lord Relictor. Guess what prayer he had? Translocation, because that way he could teleport a unit. Uh, he also had Tunnel Master. Because Tunnel Master is really funny because it um it's once per battle instead of picking him to make a move you remove it and set it up but that's just whenever you want the movement phase so I have stuff that teleports in the hero phase I have stuff that teleports in the middle of the movement phase like it was hard for my opponent to pick battle tactics I think because I like the stuff that was set up previous turn was nowhere where it was the turn before right so it's kind of like so yeah it's almost like you can't they can't do the whole pick a model to try and kill or anything like that because they might not be able to get anywhere near it. Yeah, and I know what they're trying to do, yeah. so I'm like, okay, cool. I know you need to... I, I know which battle tactics they've done. I'm trying to play against battle tactics. I'm actually playing against battle tactics and grand strategies. This is the first game where I've actually asked all of my opponents, what is your grand strategy before the game started? And in my middle opponent, Jason, I had a, a great game. Like, le legitimately one of the best games I've ever played of this system to the point where Jason and I both went... I'm kind of done. Like, I kind of just want to, like, quit now. That yeah. was fun. Like, that was the best way that game could have ended. I lost, but everyone was cheering. It was the one where, like, I rolled that seven rolls in a row to make one stupid thing happen. Oh, yeah. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But, like, the minute he told me, oh, my uh, thing is to have, he's playing Fire Slayers. My grand strategy is to have this invocation on the table at the end of the game. I have one priest. And I was like, I have six long strikes. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have a priest anymore. <laughs> That may have been an overcommitment, but now I've at least guaranteed that. So yeah. I was trying to challenge myself to play the game much more tactfully than I usually do, which is probably why I lost every round, mm. because the dogs did the best, so I should depend on the dogs. And the dogs were there for screening. But if you also don't know, this is a fun thing I realized. I knew that they had the thing where if the dogs, if you set up a summon to reserve within a foot of them, every, or up to three Stormcast within a foot of the dogs gets to shoot that unit. When you have six long strikes, you do not want to summon or deploy from reserve something and have six long strikes just take it right off the table. Um, because this doesn't say that this can't be triggered by both sets of um, Griffounds. Oh. Yep. It just says, if an enemy reserve or summoned unit is set up on the battlefield for the first time within 12 inches of this unit, you can pick three Stormcast units wholly within 12 of this unit to shoot. They must all target the reserve unit or summoned unit. But it doesn't say that both dogs can't do that twice per turn. Right. Or once per turn. So what it had is when I looked at my opponent, Beast of Chaos, I was like, okay, I'm not going to gotcha you. This is what this will do if you deploy in here. Second turn was like Fire Slayers, and I was like, I don't think they have anything that Deep Strikes or deploys. Um, but just in case, like, this is a trick that they can do. So that anybody that got summoned, uh, set up from reserve, anything like that, was like, they had to get away from the dogs. So yeah. I had this interesting shield bubble I could push at people. It's kind of fun. I'm a big fan of Griffhounds. Nice. They did a lot more than I thought they were going to do for a 90-point model with uh, zero wounds. Yeah. Or zero, zero, zero save. save. Yeah. Two wounds, zero save. But they Flat do explode. <laughs> they do explode. Yeah. Crazy. So that my whole list was basically drop, 
shoot off all the Galatian champions because my Galatian champions are better than yours unless you brought Fire Slayers, whoopsie. Um, <laughs> and, then, and then just hope that I can just keep points, move around, back cap you. Like, you have to spread out so far to deal with my nonsense mm-hmm. that you don't have a chance to win. That was my hopes. Didn't work. That was what I was going for. What about you? What was your strategy? Was it guns? It was guns. Guns, I baby! Was, I was bringing I brought the guns. You did. So I brought a... Uh, your list scares me. Yeah, I I brought a Carriage Overlords list. Uh, it was in the Barak Mornar um, Skyport. So this is the one that if you're within 12 inches of anything in my army, if you try and do Sorry, any Billy. command, oh, if you try God. and do any command ability on a five up, it fails and you lose the command point. That's so bad. Yeah. I hate that. <laughs> so here, funny thing is, uh, so it's only, you know, it only happens 33% of the time, but the amount of fear that oh, yeah. it causes for everyone to go all out attack. Do you? <laughs> and so every game was just like, hey, do you get to do this thing? Yeah. Do you get to do this thing? And it's like, I never got it to do the thing that I wanted it to do where it was like, I'm going to, um, I'm going to spend, like, I'm going to, uh, what's the one that uh, prevents battle shock? Oh, uh, Inspiring Presence. Inspiring Presence. Yeah. Where it's like, Inspiring Presence? Uh? Uh, yeah. Um, or Rally? Uh? But always the threat of that being there and then somebody going, and my opponent's having to go, am I going to burn this command point for something that might not even happen for me and that I might need to save for later. Yeah. And so there was a lot of, it was almost like I was making my opponent think more than they wanted to. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's when you introduce more decisions into your opponent in this game, they will make more mistakes. Like yeah. you're, you're throwing more variables at them. Yeah. I'm just th- throwing as many variables as possible at them. And having played against you in that list, that was scary because Stormcast have a lot of command points. True. But by turn three, where we were all within a foot of each other, I was like, oh, gosh. Like, do, do I do this? Do I need all out shoot over here? Or do I try to save it to inspiring the dogs to keep them a turn? Like, what do I do yeah. here? You know, I'm just making it making it hard. Yeah. So I brought the the classic uh, combination of four heroes. <laughs> it's the Arcanaut Admiral. He was my general. You know. He's got. The, oh, he's the admiral. He yeah, he's the admiral. Yeah. Uh, I gave him the arcane tome, so that way, because I also brought a soul snare schnackles. Mm-hmm. Um, I love those schnackles. Yeah, uh, with the aether chemist who was also in this list, um, and the spell in the bottle, so aether chemist could auto cast it, and then if the schna- if the shackles were gone, then I had the opportunity to recast them because the shackles are actually on my war scroll list. Oh, yeah. Um, the aetheric navigator who did the weirdest <laughs> the selection weird, of the things. weirdest selection of things where it's either like. Just murking things on the table for no reason, or literally nothing. There was <laughs> no in, out. there was no in between for him, uh, and an Ender Master with his Ender Harness, just the foot guy who could keep in a boat and and heal it, um, which is important. Yes, indeed. And my Admiral, uh, my Arcan Admiral, also was the ex Grunstock because that allowed me to bring both my Grunstock Thunders and make them battle line. And the Grunstock Gunhauler that I also had could be battle line. Mm-hmm. Not that I needed to, both of them to be battle line, but by the time, yeah, it was just That's kind of neat. It was good to have. So I then had, for my battle line, um, the Enderniggers, um, a six-pack of them, mm-hmm. a double-reinforced pack of the Grunstock Thunders. Yes. The uh, army. I'm Actually, I'm a liar. I actually did need that Grunstock Gunhauler as my battle line uh, to, to do the other one. And then oh. I brought a, 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 a reinforced pack of Skywardens. Mm-hmm. Um, that would just kind of usually just float off and do their own thing. And then, of course, the big boy on the list is the Arcanaut Ironclad with the last word. Yeah. Which, let me tell you, that is the thing that people are the most scared of a- at any given time. Which is, it's good, but I don't think it's the most terrifying thing about that list. No. But it's good. So it's I good. get why people, but also it's been around for a while. 
so people have learned what it does. The new, the good stuff you can do now is kind of newer, I think. Yeah. So it's kind of like, oh, what? Those thunderers are gonna get rend what now? I'm sorry. And they yeah. can shoot when? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the trick of this army, obviously, is I'm trying to shoot everything. But the big, the big thing that I did, like, oh, like every game started the same for me. The navigator goes somewhere, mm-hmm. usually on a piece of scenery. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't notice he was always posed cool yeah. on something when I looked over. Posed cool on something because he's got a 30-inch range for his freaking read the winds. Yeah. And I'm. it's one time where I'm fishing for ones. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you think you'd be great at that. Yeah. I think, you'd think. And sometimes he was because yeah. there was a couple – there was some instances where he rolled – like he got the ones that I needed and killed a unit with mortal wounds that was on like one or two wounds. Uh-huh. And then it freed up the rest of my dudes, like my thunders mostly, to just unleash yeah. <laughs> on something that wasn't wasn't in combat with them. Um, but all the thunders packed in, the heroes packed in, other than the navigator. The Grunstock gun hauler hangs out like around the side. Mm-hmm. The end riggers hang out behind the uh, the ironclad. Ironclad moves up, combat drop. My thunders and my chemist. And then let gas them up, just gas them up and, and go to town. And typically it wound up that the most of the time I was in the center of the board, mm-hmm. which was both good and bad. I started to learn a little bit that I needed to like skirt an edge typically like to just swing around. Yeah. Kind just kind of give myself a little bit of a swing. Um, but that chemist, you know, plus one to rend for the thunders, thunders unloading basically as much stuff as they possibly could yeah. into a target. And then if they didn't kill it, Something either the Sky Wardens or the Endron Riggers, and I'm going to punch the microphones. We're so uh, excited! Yeah, yeah. you can't uh, see the hand gestures we're making while we're doing this. We're both actually just, standing up and excitedly yeah, gesturing, talking about this. But just <laughs> you know, cleaning up like basically doing bench mob duty, yeah. duty where there's just like something isn't dead, those guys will probably finish it off. And there's just the thing that ca- that the Carriage and Overlords have now is that there's so many tricks. Like I have so many yeah. different things to do. Um, those the Solstner Shackles. Super important in game in game number two, frustrating in game number one, but really like for a forty point endless spell, I think is really like one of the most valuable things yeah. in the world that I that I could possibly have, and mostly because I learned later I was just going to need to be like I could cast them, and I didn't actually care if I was within range of them because I'm not the one that needs to do the running and the charging. Yeah. You don't want to be doing that. I don't want to you be You want to be standing it. still and shooting. Yeah. So as long as I'm standing still and shooting, I'm in great shape. Yeah. And then I'm not being charged. Because. It's a screen for it's you, a screen. basically. Yeah. yeah. It's just a screen. And if you're in like this weird six inch bubble of it, you just can't do those things. And when you stick it in the middle of the freaking board, it's a really hard thing to work yourself around. Yeah. To then maybe get a charge into this wonderful juicy pile of thunders that you also need to, you know survive the the volley of shots that you're going to get yeah. when, you, when you do your charge. You got to bring a dog. Yeah. In you, our game, that's the thing that I saw your face when I got the dog charged off and yeah. I was like, ah, yeah. I needed that because otherwise nobody was going to get within range. Yeah. And that was the thing that, and for the most part, like everybody, you know, everybody that I played, that was kind of what they were doing. Is they were trying to, they were, they were remembering to send chafe units in first mm-hmm. because they're like, I need this charge to happen so that you will unleash hell there and not on the big thing that's coming at me. Yeah problem is it's that it doesn't always work <laughs> it's true um like either the charge doesn't go off and you know then you have to make the decision you have like to make the decision, do, do i do throw I my sh- guys into the hell pit right and even if i and you do i do i spend the reroll? yeah 
That's true, too. And do and you? Just, and do you? You sure about yeah, that? Are you sure? You're just the sure about that guy. <laughs> I, really, <laughs> I think really you're sure these guys. I was just the sure about Are you sure about you that? You sure about that? The whole time. Um, and that, you know, it was really fun. It was, and it was interesting, I think, for me, because I, like, I don't, a lot of other people hadn't played Barak more, not, like, they played a lot of KO, but I think I was the only Barak Mornar Skyport. I think so? Yeah. I think so. Um, and they're like, that's, that ability is just, because they're like, it's on heroes, right? It's like, no, it's just the army. Yeah. Like, you're just in the Skyport, everybody in there, it's like, that's just the thing. And it's like, that kind of sucks, right? Yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's rough. And of course, I have you know a thing like I like the articles and footnotes and all that stuff. It's like I got a four rally, I got a once per game or what? Not once per game. I got a well, I do have a once per game, um, where if you shoot me, I sh- I shoot back. Yeah, which that's a real surprise for people. Oh uh, yeah, and I told everybody about it, and then I felt bad in my second game. We'll get to it, but. To be fair, you did tell me about it in our game, and then I forgot by the time I shot them, and then I was like, oh, Oh, crap. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, you you tell somebody, it's like, I'm telling you this will happen. Yeah. And then then you just, you absentmindedly just, yeah, you you shoot your shot because you're like, well, I should. Yeah, I should probably take two or three of them out, see if I can wound this unit a little bit. And you're like, oh, no, what have I done? (laughs) You need to just kill it outright. Treat that unit like a Mortec Guard unit. You need to wipe it off the face of the planet, otherwise it's going to come back. Yeah. Especially with a, with a four up rally, the once per, the once per shooting phase reroll a one, which always almost always one on the ironclad. Yeah, it's like I'm shoot, it gave me the opportunity to shoot the big shot, like the the uh, like the two shot yeah. uh, ca- cannon bit where it's like it's a four and a two, <laughs> which like, is you you're probably getting to do a three and a two. Yeah, I'm getting into a three and a two, and then I get a reroll of one. Yeah, much better options. Much better options. It's no better, better 40k re- volcano yeah. cannon no, with it's a not 90 that. inch range that does 17 damage. I'm st- that thing is so silly. So silly. Um, but yeah, so that's my list. That was what I was trying to do. Get in the middle of the board and just try and shoot everything I can. And thankfully, I have relatively easy battle tactics. You're like doing uh, Black Hawk down, but you wanted to be there. Yeah. <laughs> like you landed on purpose in the middle and just started shooting everyone around you in I'm a circle. Like, Bring it on. I got guns. Yeah. Big guns. So, first round match, Zach. Who was it against? First what round. were they playing? How'd it go? Uh, well, <laughs> BCP. I don't. I don't pay for the subscription. Hey, BCP, give me a free subscription. <laughs> they didn't do it at Gamma. They won't do it here. Um, I played against Gavin. I, Gavin. I am sorry. I feel like I've actually played against Gavin before, or next to him, because. Mm. But I don't remember it because I've played a lot of games of this thing over the last however many years. Um, and I know I didn't play him when he had beasts, but maybe I did. Uh, so I was playing against Gavin. He was playing uh, Beasts of Chaos. I don't have the list in front of me, but I can pretty much tell you what it was. The mean parts of it were he had uh, Old Gronach One-Eye, which is the War Stomper Gargant as a, uh, a mercenary in there. Um, he had a couple of shamans. Uh, he had a Zangor guy on a disc, the hero shaman on a disc. And he had a pack of six Bulgors. That's where the meat of the party was. Ooh, that's 420 um, points of Bulgors coming at you. Oh, and it felt like it, too. <laughs> like, that was that was the most nerve-wracking part. I don't know that that's when I lost the game, because I think it was so even that I kind of only lost it there at the end. But that Bulgor, he got me good with that one. Um, and then some other various units that honestly didn't really particularly do a whole lot for this game, because they the, the crumbled. Wild, the Wildfire Tauros made it on the table a couple times, didn't it? it oh, it's just stayed the whole game. Yeah. Because it's a casting value of eight. And do I waste my one hero spell that is to heal or uh, pump up my guys to mm. try to unbind on an eight? I did once, and it failed, and I was like, never again. <laughs> that bull is bull. I mean, it's good. Yeah. And he used it very artfully. Like, he exactly knew, moved it, got it in the way like that. Um, uh, I We did 
get a clarification that I can move. You can move past endless spells and invocations. You just can't end on it. So right. I think there was some walling he was trying to do. Also, there was some stuff on like uh, the Gargit that we had to clarify. So I think maybe he's maybe not had played recently with this list because there was a couple of things like that that I looked at and I went, you know, if I were him, I would have done this and won a lot sooner. Mm-hmm. So I think that's probably it yeah, because he it was a good game. It was a fun game too. Um, it didn't. There wasn't much of a game once the combat started, and and I say that because, like, I did a lot of damage, I shot a lot of stuff, I looked at his heroes on the table that he deployed. Oh, it was Stormcast versus Beast, so nobody had anything on the table for his turn. Half our armies were both yeah, just hanging just out. Just hanging out. Um, but his heroes that were deployed on the first turn weren't, thanks to long strikes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when his heroes are off the board, if you're within a foot of the edge of the table, you just take D6 mortal wounds sometimes. So, like, my Lord Relicter just got punched in the dick, almost dies, and has to, like, run a foot away, which puts him in the line of all the other fighting, which is like, I don't want him to be there. My trick of tunnel mastering, teleporting, and hiding on the edges of the board is not great against Beasts of Chaos. It's a bad combo Because that's you. where they're going to come in. So, like, I couldn't do the things I wanted to do to win the game. I kind of just had to play, like, an old Stormcast where I just went up the middle, castled up, and hoped to fight everybody. But the Gargant, you see... I play Gargants. I know what a War Stomper does by heart. That's the Gargant tribe I play. He's my favorite boy. So I know what he doesn't want to do, and what he doesn't want to do is fight fucking Griffhounds for three turns. <laughs> because the damage output of the War Stomper is the worst of all the Gargants. It's not great. And it's because in the Gargant lists, he boosts the little guys way up past their normal levels. He's the one that's like, oh, they're cool. They're all plus one to hit. They're all plus one to wound. Like, he gives out the shouts like that. As a mercenary, I don't think he's as valuable. But if you're playing Chaos, you have to take him. He's the Chaos mercenary. But he doesn't... His biggest thing is the thing where you pick up a guy and you throw him and you maybe kill another guy. As we clarified during this, because uh, he got the first roll and he was like, sweet, it does some damage to this guy. And I was like, oh no, my friend. There's a second roll, because I have never successfully thrown a horse and killed another horse. You have to roll twice. And of course he fails it, because no one ever throws the thing correctly. Right. It's just how that model works. So the damage output for it it's not particularly high. Um, and that means that if he rolled decently, he was going to do okay. But he had to, like, fight some Griffhounds. So the, one of the first turns, um, I engage, I try to engage everything in his army but the Gargant. Because I was like, if I ignore it, yeah, it's going to hold the middle objective. But eventually it's one model. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then everything else came in and I got completely overwhelmed and murdered. But, like, that was my plan at the beginning to deal with the Gargant. I didn't have a plan for the rest of the army. But I dealt with the Gargant. So I basically stalled him in the middle I fed him a concussor and he murdered it. It didn't. I don't even think I bothered attacking him. But I stuck six griffhounds on him, which is just here's six griffhounds. Um, the first turn he dedicates. I want to say it was the first turn, and I may not be getting this exactly right because it has been a week. But he dedicates all the jump up and downs to it, which is like you reroll ones on that one. Cool. Mm-hmm. Probably gonna kill the griffhounds. They're two wounds each, though. That's that's twelve wounds. I get a six up ward, but that's not much. But that's still twelve wounds. He doesn't kill enough griffhounds. Um, and they don't flee, because their bravery is actually pretty decent for doggies. So, second turn, that means the Gargan has to fight Griffhounds again. Um, I want to say the second time they fought, he also split his attacks to deal with other stuff. Successfully killed the other stuff. One Griffhound. Uh, it was one and a half Griffhounds left. He gets the Griffhound down to one wound, Okay. Um, this is during the... Oh, here's the first thing. Monstrous action comes around. He needs to kill this one Griffhound so he can pile into other stuff. Rolls a stomp. Stomps me for one damage. Here comes that six ward. He stomps on the Griffhound. The Griffhound just lifts the Gargan's foot up and just <laughs> looks at him like, Bork, motherfucker. We're doing this. Combat round happens. Um, he throws uh, more attacks into other stuff whatsoever. Uh, 
I one more attack goes into the grip hound because you only need to do one wound. You just have to put a wound on it. I yep. only have a six up save. Whiffs. Second six. Two ward saves back to back for one griff out. And he was, we both just looked at it. It's like, I'm not going to win the game, but this dog is invincible. <laughs> this is the bestest boy. Like, absolutely the bestest boy. I have a picture. We'll put it on the Twitter. I took a picture of him standing there with his one wound token next to him. Like, this guy refuses to die. And he was the alpha, which is hilarious because that means he gets an extra attack because griff hounds have alphas. Yeah. When I said, every time I said that, someone was like, really? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They have an alpha dog. <laughs> sure. Um, Griffhounds also, when they attack, can retreat six inches. So when it came to my turn to attack, uh, I picked a thing that was doing stuff over and over there. He picked something else. I picked the Griffhound, retreated it. On my next hero phase, I rallied the Griffhounds. <laughs> I got two sixes on that sucker. Two dogs come back. This is, by the way, if you are if you're listening to this story and you're like, what an interesting swing where Zach is winning. The rest of the table, I am losing horrible. Yeah. Like he has murdered everything that is valuable. My fulminators. Obi-Wan is surrounded by... Oh, I have the Fulminator with the Obi-Wan head on it that everybody uses. Um, he is getting hello there by, like, 12 big bullmen and not enjoying it. Um, it's, like, everything is falling he's apart. Getting, he's getting plowed. He's absolutely getting plowed. Um, and it is not going to win. I'm not going to win. But I have this dumb Griffhound plan. <laughs> he has redeployed... He's deployed his final Shaman um, and 10 Ungors. Uh, I think he has the horn where you blow and you get 10 Ungors on the table or whatever. Starting his herdstone because his herd, his strategy is I have to not be within I think a foot of his herdstone or mm -hmm. something. Well, I have three dogs, <laughs> and I was like, okay, let's see what happens. So I run the dogs over. Um, I successfully make a charge. I make like an eleven inch charge, which means they go into the shaman. I pick them first because I at, at this point, if you don't know me at home, I'm gonna pick the funnier fight if I'm losing because I want to see what happens. That's let's see four. It's like thirteen attacks into the shaman guy. They kill him. So I killed, I think I killed his last hero, but that's not the Gargant, with a bunch of dogs. Now, the Ungors did kill the dogs, which is obviously, that should, that's how that should work. But that one dog was the best model. Like, just, just... So that and the one that killed Marathi. I have now had two Griffhound stories where a single Griffhound model has just fucked up my opponent. <laughs> in the stupidest way. Yeah, just, just, just being a menace. So I gotta, I gotta buy more dogs. That's what yeah, I have to do. I just have to have Griffhounds. You gotta bring dogs, man. They're, so, they're on big bases. They're great screens. They're fast. They retreat. They, they, you can shoot stuff that lands next to them. Like, I don't know why people aren't bringing more of them, honestly. I, I think it's the no save because you can't modify that. I think right. that's what scares people. But hell, they explode. I did a couple. The only damage I did to the Gargant was dogs exploding on him. So, you know, it was fun. Why not? But, uh, yeah, at the end, I don't, I think, uh, we don't have anything on this. I can't access, like, the scores. Oh, your final you? score. Yeah, tell me my final uh, score. Gavin, 35 with the win. Mm -hmm. Zach, 7. Yes. Yeah, I think I conceded on round four because I looked at the table and I was like, there's really nothing to do that will help me. Also, I would rather send somebody up with a better base so they can go play more armies than try to, like, be that guy at the end that tries to, like, deny points yeah. and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to concede. You are. We finished the Griffhound story. Yeah. That's what I care That's about. <laughs> now that we're done, like, I'm done with this game. Perfect. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. Gavin is a really good player. Um, once I think once he gets a handle of that list and just has played it enough to, to know what everything does, it's very deadly. Because he was thinking he overdeployed and got way too aggressive in the beginning. Um, when I shot a lot of his stuff off the table. And I kind of explained that's the ebb and flow of my list. You're going to feel like you're losing. You probably explained the same experience to people. On my turn, you're going to feel like shit. Yeah. Because a lot of your stuff's going to die. But on your turn, you're going to kill half my army if I'm not careful. Right. So, like, there is a balance to it. It was, it was fun. And I got to play New Beasts, which I was excited about. I was really hoping I would get to do that. Oh, Excellent. and his Gargan. His Gargan. 
was a Star Drake kit bashed with a Cygor on top holding the hammer from, oh God, he told me what it was and I didn't recognize it at first. It was a cool kit bash. I'll put the picture up too. Like, I don't mind losing when there's a cool ass model on the table. And Love it was it. very neat. Love it. Uh, How about your first game? Yeah, my first game was against Kevin Ray. Uh, who was playing a Soulblight Gravelords list? Uh, army type was Avangori, so a little interesting yeah. on the uh, on the Soulblight Gra- uh, on the Soulblight Gravelords. Yeah, not not when you see a lot. Not when you see a lot. Um, so his uh, his list included uh, Vampire Lord and Zombie Dragon, because of course uh, it did. Yep, uh, <laughs> Luck of I. Luck of I, yeah. Yep, Luck of I. Uh, and then two Vampire Lords. The battle line was uh, Death Rattle Skeletons, uh, a Zombie Dragon by itself, mm-hmm. uh, some Vargeists. And then there were some Black Knights and some Blood Knights. Boy, that list does not want to fight you. No. Being being a death player for a long time, that, yeah. I've listened to that going, oh, no. Those vampire dragons better put in some work. Otherwise, that list is going to fall apart too So, hard. here's the funny thing. Um, so, game starts, right? Um, and I deploy down, um, make, my, make some pretty good moves. There's a limit to the, what I'm able to target. Um, for for some for some stuff. Well, you probably got a lot of stuff in the grave, specifically so you don't murder everything. Correct. Yeah. So there was like smart move. It was like I think a zombie dragon was in the grave. The Vargas were in the grave, and then you can do that. I, think so. I haven't. I've read my Soul Light book once. Yeah. Uh, the new one. Yeah, That's I mean, cool. I'm gonna um, do that now. And I want uh, There might have been something. There might have been something else. Maybe maybe it was just those two things. Um, but it was it was a nightmare. Um, so I had to you know. Shot some stuff first turn. Took it. Yeah. Drop freaking combat deployed. Put all my dudes down. Center the, basically center of the table. Was like, all right, let's open up the guns. Did some work. Felt pretty good. Yeah. Came back. Took a hit. Didn't feel so good anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Was it the vampire dragons? The the vampire dragon was a problem. Um. So the be- the best part of the game for me is that. This was when um, my navigator did did its work with the reading the winds because I had shot down uh, Luke of I, um, pretty like down to like I think I had her on like two wounds left or something uh-huh. like that, and then I read the winds. I think this was in turn three. Read the winds, got my uh, got my ones. I was like, "Oh, I got a shot at this. Go for it!" Yeah, so I freaking did it. Took her out. Nice. Read, read the winds. Lightning came down. Struck her. She was dead. <laughs> most deadly weatherman in existence yeah. the the thing that kevin did really really well is that he got into my thunders and he hurt the thunders he ignored my ironclad mm-hmm. like i can't hurt i'm not gonna be able to hurt that as much it's a smart decision um tough tough save difficult to deal with got in my thunders started really hurting the thunders oh um and i was like okay i'm gonna try and get everybody back in the ship that's been hurt so i can leave and then rally them yeah the problem was, I couldn't get away. I got everybody in the ship, got the battle tactic for like taking three different units, putting them in the ship. Mm-hmm. Good battle tactic. That's so- a nice solid one, work. Yeah. Um, but every time I retreated, he was just like, he was, he was right up in the face again. And I couldn't kill enough stuff to, like, we were talking about it as it was happening. Because he played, I guess he's played against a lot of other characters, Nova Lords players. Uh-huh. He's like, I know that my, I have to just crest. The damage curve. Yeah. If I can crest the damage curve, I've got this. Yeah. Uh, and that's exactly what he did. It was just like, like I was killing stuff, but I wasn't killing nearly enough stuff. I completely ignored the skeletons. And so I was falling behind on points because the skeletons were just like, they were on the middle point. I couldn't do anything against them. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, just kind of slowly retreating, slowly retreating, slowly retreating, not killing enough stuff, not killing enough stuff, 
losing out on shots because I had less stuff on the table. Wasn't able to rally because I was in combat with things. And yeah, I mean, it just, it was a, it was a very solid tactical play on his part to just keep the pressure up. Mm -hmm. And I was never able to just escape away in order to bring the tide back for myself. Yeah, you're both kind of armies playing against a curve. Although, I'd, I'll be honest, I don't know a lot about Avangori in the new book. I've The uh, man who reads books and uh, AOS coach and stuff are like, it's there if you want it. So yeah. I, I don't know. But you're both playing, you have to kill enough stuff up front that the hits don't reduce your ability to keep killing at that percentage. He has to survive long enough that he just keeps putting stuff back on the table until eventually it's an attrition war. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, you're both kind of like both competing against the, uh, a curve kind of thing. Yeah, and and hundred like I was able to like kill some like killed some things, and but then it was like oh there's a pack of them just come back. It's like ah this is not good because I'm not killing enough, and the walls are closing in. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and they did to the tune of him having 35 points and me with 12, which was like oh cool this is gonna be one of those tournaments where we hang out on the bottom tables like BFFs forever. Yeah, I don't say with any spite in my heart that you immediately then didn't do that. I, I did not. Yes. So round two for you, Zach. Who, round who two. are you playing? What was going on? Uh, I was playing Jason, and this was legitimately the best. Like I said, uh, this might have been the best game of Age of Sigmar I've played in a long time that's not, like, narrative or just dicking around and having a good... Like, in a tournament, absolutely. This is the best game I've played in a long time. And that's not a dig on my other tournament opponents. Like, everybody... The vibe in this tournament was cool. Yeah. Like, people were really chill. cool on this. Maybe there were some conversations happening at other tables that were making people whatever. But, like, Calvin, you did an awesome job running this and keeping people from being uh, grognardy. Mm-hmm. But I also think a lot of the people there weren't worried about it because I honestly think the people there that were going to win just went ahead and won the thing. I think McKenzie got perfect scores all the way down with some abs- – and he admitted himself, so I'm going to call him out absolutely filthy nonsense having, uh, list with dragons in it, the zombie dragons. Yeah. So, like, okay, yeah. That that kind of stuff was it was so far away from me at this point. I wasn't worried. <laughs> I was hanging out with all the fun army. Yeah. It's like, oh, cool! I can survive a turn against this. Yeah, um, but I like the vibe was very cool at this tournament. That was really neat. Everybody seemed to be having a good time. People talking after the rounds were very fun. There wasn't any of that like weirdness where it's like, mm-hmm. uh, these people are clearly getting way too invested in this in this round kind of thing. Um, so that was really cool. So Jason, uh, I I don't know that I've played him before, but he's been in like every other tournament we've been to. Um, and he's played Stormcast, so I didn't have to explain anything in my list to him. I looked across the table, and I saw Fire Slayers, and I was like, okay, cool. And then I looked in his uh, reserve zone, and I saw the Celestin Prime. And I was like, you motherfucker. That's my guy. You don't get to bring my guy. And then I looked over across the table somewhere else, and I saw some Stormcast in someone else's list as an ally. And I was like, what? what is going on here? No one is committing to the theme like I am. <laughs> You've all brought them into your own armies, but like, you know, oh my god, are Stormcast the comic book character that's better in someone else's book but not their own now? Might be. I think until we get a new book or a white dwarf or Dawnbringers will give us something. It absolutely has to. There's no way they boost up cities without giving a little something to Stormcast because they work together lore-wise and mechanically. Right. Um, So Jason had uh, Fire Slayers. The the biggest thing that stuck out to me in this list um, was that A, he had the guy, the prayer, he had one priest and he had the Magma Droth, which is, uh, not the Magma Droth, the Molten thing. The Godzilla, whatever it is. Yeah, that thing. Which, boy, if you crank like a 12 on praying that or whatever it was. Terrifying. Whatever he did that made it rocket across the table, explode, kill a whole bunch of people, and then die. I was like, whew, all right, let's prevent that from ever (laughs) happening again. Um, And I think, I'm trying to think of what else. He had uh, a pretty heavy shooting list for Fire Slayers. uh, And he had, I think, three Grimwrath Berserkers, which are just little mean missile guys. 
um, that you have to kind of, as Stormcast, you don't want to fight because every one of their hits is going to kill one guy. Four Grim Wrath Berserkers. Four, yeah, okay. So I looked, and I had a lot of little just single units. It's the Fire Slayer thing where you look at the cable and you go, I don't know what I'm quite looking at here. Yeah. Um, what else was in that list? Because I feel like I'm forgetting something that was really important. Yeah, so there was Selston Prime. There was, the, yeah. there was the Arc Rune Master. Um, there was Battlesmith. There was Arc Rune Father. Uh, there was the Arc Hearthguard, Arc Hearthguard, Arc Hearthguard, a Grimrath, uh, four Grimrath Berserkers, and Hearthguard Berserkers, and mm-hmm. then a Grimrath Berserker. Oh, God, there were five of these things? <laughs> uh, well, they're not heroes. That's true. They're just dudes. Yeah, just just a nightmare of... And then the Molten Infernoth was... And then, yeah, the the Magma Battle Force. It's just stuff. Yeah. It's just a lot of stuff. I don't think he even uses pizza oven. I, don't, I mean, he didn't really need to, yeah. to be honest. Oh, and you just got chunks of dudes. Just yeah. Chunks and chunks Well, there were my dudes. dudes that were being chunked. Because, <laughs> like, so my army, uh, so we, we set up, we deployed. Obviously, I keep half my shit in space. I look over, I'm like, oh, so I guess they're all hanging out. Like, the, the Selston Prime's, like, hanging out with the rest of my team on the benches right now. Just like, yeah, 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 no, I'm, I'm here for you guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Don't, just slowly moving away, sliding across. <laughs> I, like, I know how this ends. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, so basically, we deployed... Um, I looked across the table. I was like, <laughs> my whole thing is that I want to throw all of my army into combat as fast as possible while shooting the crap out of you. I don't want to have to touch your army as fire slayers because it's going to hurt me back. I have to kill before you kill me. Mm-hmm. And I have to kill you and not give you the chance to hit back. So this was the most dangerous game I had played. And I'm thankful that the next army I fought wasn't a bunch of big stuff with super heavy hits that I have to avoid. Oh, and it was Trogs. So two of my games were basically me playing keep away and trying to do one fight per round so that I got to pick and then retreat or run away or like mm-hmm. position. Um, and it was challenging, but really fun. This was the game where I actually, the last game I was kind of prevented by the nature of the list from doing a lot of the stuff I wanted to do. This game, sky's the limit, man. Just teleport wherever you want. These dwarves move four inches. They'll never get me. <laughs> I'm just going to be like, I'm going to capture that terrain piece way over there. Boop. Now she's standing on it. I got that. All so, right. <laughs> it was easy for me to get battle tactics. Like you can't yeah. you can't get to me. And his shooting was good, but it's low range. It's flamethrowers. Yeah. So I just had to be a little farther out. My shooting is better. So I got to I got to have that. I had a really fun time trying to figure out how to win against this list, and it went back and forth a lot. Um because I would hit him with something, concussors, fulminators, they would do a lot of damage. His guys would hit me back, do a lot of damage. <laughs> like yeah. everybody had a six up ward across the table. Sometimes he had a four up ward. There's a five up. It's like people would die a lot and then nobody would die. So it was hard to tell where like the flow of the battle was going to go. Mm-hmm. Um, because honestly the flow of the battle was us just like, I think both of us trying to figure out how to win with reduced stuff. Cause I hit him hard enough. I think in the first couple of rounds, mostly the first round to reduce a lot of his options that he had to be smart about it. Cause he once again, didn't couldn't outnumber me on a lot of stuff except for, like, the center objective, and I could not number him on a lot of stuff, so mm-hmm. we were, like, giving back and forth. Um, but it was... I keep saying it was fun because it was genuinely, like, we laughed a ton. Uh, it was a lot of those things where we're both like, okay, I bet this guy's gonna roll the three ones. Yeah, there he is. He's dead. You know, like, hilarious fights happening across the table. Um, but I have to tell my heroic story, which requires me to uh, pull up the pitched battles thing and then look up the battle tactics, which I just did while saying that because that's how cool I am. I also have an iPad. Okay. So, there's one tactic on here that I have never accomplished because I don't make my general a good part of my army. Mm -hmm. This is from playing death for so long. My general is some doofus that stays way the hell over there and doesn't die. That's his one job is to not die. This one's mine. 
Pick an enemy unit on the battlefield. You complete the battle tactic. If it's destroyed this turn by an attack, may the model pick to be your general, which was my Lord Relictor. The Lord Relictor, if you're like, if you don't know what that guy does, uh, here's what he's got. I'm just going to double check. It is one inch range, four attacks, threes and threes, rin one, two damage. That's it. So what you got, you got a potential eight damage that you can throw at something on four hits, which means I'm going to roll one of them is going to get through. Mm -hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> that's like, not good. That's not good, but... As the game had evolved, he dropped the Celestin Prime. He starts doing the SmackDown. Uh, we decided that this was a narrative battle. <laughs> like and, here, and here's why. Well, I always say that's so that way I win. Yeah. Uh, but here's why. The Celestin Prime is the one that said, basically, we have to have the treaty with Marathi. We cannot fight the daughters. We have to go focus on the bigger stuff. Because that's, that's what we should do as men of honor or whatever. Because the, the storyline has to keep going. Uh, and it's too hard to figure out how to take daughters out of Grand Alliance order. So, you know what? We, uh, we, it was a great story. We we're going to reset the clock back to zero on this one. Um, my Stormcast are painted up as the Avengers of Amalgard. They are the ones led by Van Brecht that are going essentially underground, quite literally, to try and kill Marathi's agents and stuff and play this, like, shadow war against her without Sigmar knowing. The Celestin Prime would absolutely show up and start beating the crap out of us for doing that. So, like... There was a really cool little lore reason that Dad showed up and yeah. started fighting us, uh, and then killed a bunch of dogs too. Which just I hope he felt bad about that. Um, but he caught a, a pretty decent unleash hell charging into my raptors because he had it. He wasn't able to reach them with fire slayers because I put them way the hell away from everybody. Right. So like he you do. <laughs> yeah he had to just get them with something. So the prime was just making his rounds trying to hit them. Uh, but he caught some unleash and he had gone down to um, I think one wound with a four up ward. My Lord Relictor was literally the other opposite corner of the table. <clears throat> so I was like, okay, here's what I got. And I'd already used Tunnel Master. So I was like, here's what I got to do. I got to roll to translocate. It's a two up because he gets a plus one and I get to re-roll it once. I then have to roll to make a nine inch charge. I'm going to spend a point to re-roll because this is the last turn of the game. I'm losing, but I want to see if I can get one more battle tactic out of this game. Just one more point, you know. So I have to roll the charge. I do get a reroll, but that's a 9-inch charge. There's a reason I don't drop Stormcast 9 inches away. I will never make that charge. Then, I have to attack the fucking Celestin Prime. <laughs> with a priest, with a guy, a dead guy on a stick. Now, he's an ultimate badass, but, like, oof, that's huff. Because that guy's, what, a 3-up save? Probably going to give that a 2-up. Mm -hmm. Neat. I have rend 1. That's going to be great. And then one of those attacks has to go through and do a damage and get by a 4-up ward. I don't know if you've listened to the chain of command, <laughs> the chain of things that would have to happen. It's almost like I had decided to play Cruel Boys. Yeah. Like, I was just like, I want to randomize my ability to win anything <laughs> in this game. So, roll the prayer, roll a one. Of course. I roll it again, I get like a three or something. It's like, okay, good. He's in the mix. Get him, set him up nine inches. I also had uh, uh, my uh, Knight Zephyros down there, too, because I was like, it's not, I can't get the battle tactic if she wins, but at least maybe I could still kill a Celestin Prime and, yeah. and feel good about my day. Um I get down there, I roll the charge, I fail the charge. I re-roll it again, I got, like, exactly a nine. Whew. He charges in, I pick him, I've given him his best damn day and all-out attack. Like, he's just, like, rip-roaring, super saiyan, ready to go. One attack gets through, one wound goes through, he fails the ward save. And I get the battle tactic by exploding the Celestin Prime. Who doesn't explode because he's not in a Stormcast list. You don't get that, it's not on the War Scroll. Amazing. Yeah, and I felt like an ultimate badass. That's why I think you had walked over yeah. at that point, because you had already been done. You've already cleaned up your second round, like, a <laughs> lot. So when you came over, it was like, I'm just trying to do something stupid to see if I can get the points. And yeah. we did, and it was one of those moments where everybody around us went, ah, you know, it was exciting, it yeah. was fun. Obviously, he was excited because it didn't lose the game for him at all, but it was really cool. <laughs> it was really cool to watch. It was really cool, it was really neat, and it was yeah. a good way to end the game. And I was like, this was... 
as a story, that game was a story, and it was hella fun. I looked over at your game at one point, and I looked over, and there was a bunch of trogs and ships, and I looked over again, and there was no trogs and a bunch of ships, and I was like, oh, I think that's going well over there, actually, yeah. Amazingly, it was. So I was playing. Uh, I was playing Sung. Yeah, uh, Sung. Yeah, for our uh, for my second game, he was playing some Gloom Spike Gits. He was uh, he was one of the he was one of them uh, them Kings Gits. Yeah, so all the Trogs. Uh, so his list included a Dankhold Trog Boss, uh, Scragrot the Loon King, a Fungoid Cave Shaman, a Dankhold Trog Boss, and then two packs of Fellwater Trogos, and then three packs of Rock Gut Trogos, and then a Galapalooza. And then uh, a Spore Splat of Fanatics and another Spore Splat of Fanatics. Which, Spore Splat of Fanatics, nifty unit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, his list is three units away from the list I actually ran. Yeah. Um, because I didn't have Spore Splatters and I had uh, more Rock Guts. But yeah, it's, it's, so I looked, spoiler alert, I also played Sung in my last round too. Yeah. So it was like, oh cool, this is a neat list. Like I'm excited to see how this works. It uh, worked very differently on the two of us. <laughs> it did work very differently on the two of us. So the... <laughs> The thing that I, so I put song on the back foot. Uh, it was a very back and forth game. Like it was very very close. Final score does not indicate like how that yeah. game was going. Yeah, we should say if you if you pull up the BCP thing for this, and I'll put a link in there, and you look at our final scores. They don't. We were talking about this before. The scoring system that they use doesn't indicate how close these games were. Right. Like I lost every game. Spoiler. But every game I only lost by one or two points, and it was really in it until the last minute yeah. kind of stuff. And like this, so the game against Sung was. I, th- I think I won by like two points at by the end of it, mm-hmm. and you might it might have been slightly more because I think I got my grand strategy. Doesn't really matter. The important thing is that because this list is so close to your uh, list, I knew what I needed to do. Yes, <laughs> and what you needed to not do, and what I needed to not do. And Sung hadn't played Ko before, so he was like, "Okay, I think I I think I know essentially what you're gonna what you're gonna try and do." So turn one, I shoot the Loon King off the board. Good. Gone. Just gone. <laughs> like, Loon King was on the board, no longer on the board. Gone. He, he learned from that. I never got a shot off on that guy that hit in my room. He, he always had it behind cover, yeah. behind line of sight. Like, he of learned sight. to yeah, hide learned, that guy. Yeah, he learned because it was gone. It was just like, it was on the table, and I shot the screen because I think you ha- I had to yeah, shoot the... their smoke screen. Yeah, their smoke screen. Shot the screen out of the way, and then, you know, did the same thing. Stuck, like, moved my ship, dropped my, uh, my boys, like into the middle and said, all right, this is my range. I'm going to stay slightly further back, even though I will get less shots because I know that you won't be able to make the charge. Yeah. And then it was like, Loon King, gone. Uh, screen, gone. Couple of damage on some other things. Good stuff. Excellent first turn. Put him on the back foot. Then I take a hit. Mm-hmm. And that hit hurt. Yeah. Um, to the point, because I, I, I remember rightly, I believe he got a double turn off on me. And I did. Oh yeah. And I did not have an ironclad anymore. Yeah. Trogs, they're gonna kill it. They're yeah. gonna kill whatever they hit. So ironclad went down. Uh, I had some, you know, I, I mean, I dumped basically everybody out of the ironclad, but had the ironclad down. The trick was that I was able to get my uh, uh, my soul snare shackles down in the middle of the board, mm-hmm. and it just tagged everything. Yeah. So there was no charging. In the center of the board. So they're just standing around trying to walk into combat, kind of, which you can't do. So Pretty much, yeah. So it was like, okay, I've got, like, I've lost my Ironclad. I've lost actually both my ships at this point. Like, I don't have any of them. But I've got a bunch of Sky Wardens that mm-hmm. are shooting around the side of the board, and I've got this pack of Thunders that every turn is taking something off the board. 
something's coming back, but it's taking something else off the board. So we were, it was, it was like this very tight, like back and forth maneuver. And because the Loon King wasn't on the board. Oh no, the moon. The moon didn't move uh, yeah. until the end of, until I think it was like round four, move the, the, the moon moved to the center. Oh, and then it was immediately, and then it was immediately yeah. on the other end. That sucker just scoots it was, off. It was just like, I'm not going to move. I'm not going to move. I'm not going to move. I'm in the center of the board. Great turn for me. I'm gone. Yeah. And I was like. And that's not what you want next. with that list. What yeah. you want is that list, a turn two, it's in the middle, and then you scrag rot, park it for another turn, and then turn four, who cares, you've probably won the game. Yeah, and it just, it didn't have it. And the, the Sky Wardens were, I mean, the Sky Wardens and the Thunders in this game were like, were the MVPs. Like, Thunders were taking something else off. The Sky Wardens were getting into combat, they were killing something, and if they didn't, they were yeeting themselves across the board mm -hmm. um, because they can, after combat, they can drop bombs and retreat. And then I was just rallying them because i kept the the prime in there they just kept rallying themselves back to the point where eventually i could get to where his his loon shrine was his fun good cave sean was running away and he had like he had a pack of like rock guts that were like chasing my sky wardens nice. across the board and it was just it was like this really weird like silly thing of like yakety sax playing because like getting the sky wardens and the, he couldn't kill all of them mm. he just didn't have enough attacks Sky Wardens would leave. They would rally back. They would rally back up, and I'd have more. And he'd have less rock guts and less stuff. And it was just like this slow, steady churn. And for whatever, I think the battle plan for that, if I remember right, because he got the Gobapalooza onto my side, and ult and at the by the by the time the Gobapalooza was like on my side, where it was like capping points, mm -hmm. um, it didn't matter, like. Because I had the center objective, which counted, for, and so he was getting two points for having. Like mine, yeah, because this was the one where if you hold your opponents, you get two points. If you hold the middle, you get one. And if you hold it with a Galatian champion, you, you get, get additional. You get an additional one. Which, by the way, that is absolutely what made me probably lose that Fire Slayers game because he had all of his champions in the middle. I couldn't budge anything right. champion wise off of that. And that was what won the game for me is that I had the middle with my Thunders and the Chemist, yeah. who is a Galatian champion. So even though he was holding my objective, I also held, I was still scoring the same amount of points as him. And I was still able to get my battle tactics, which he was losing out on. And because I killed, I think, his Loon King, he could not get his grand strategy anymore. Or I think that was how... It was It was something along those lines where it was some sort of hero or something. I was trying to remember what his grand strategy was. It actually I, can pull, says, I can pull it up. I was going to yeah. say, you can pull it up on the list. Because uh, you, you'll know it. Uh, his grand strategy was chasing the moon. Oh, um... I think that's you want to have everybody within the light of the moon for three turns. I don't know. I can't remember that one exactly. I will pull it up while you tell the rest yeah. of your story because I have all the digital books. Um, but yeah, so it was just I like I was able to get my grand strategy because I could just control like all I needed. Like he picked his terrain feature to be the thing that had the aether gold in it that I was trying to oh. control at the end of the game. And there's it's yeah light of the bad moon light of the bad moon for at least three battle rounds on your journal and he has to be alive. So you... Oh, so I murdered the general. You removed that from ever having a chance. <laughs> never yeah. had a chance of, of existing. Yeah. I did that. Uh, uh, that oh, yeah, because, well, the Dankhold Trog boss was his general. Uh, but Scragroth was gone, and... Oh, the, the moon just didn't move. The moon, the moon yeah. didn't move, so his Dankhold Trog boss was never under the light of the Mad Moon, and then I think eventually I killed his Dankhold Trog boss as well. Yeah. Um, with just, you know, chunks of chunks of attacks. Eventually, you'll whittle everything yeah. down. The, the the fun thing is that everybody's always surprised when the Admiral or the Edward Master get in, like, are in melee combat because they're the only, like, actually, like, like Sky Wardens are good melee like, yeah. combat thing for character overlords. But an Admiral is also is surprisingly good, and so is an Edward Master, where they're like, oh, these are, like, 
like they're heroes, they're like utility pieces. Like, yeah, but actually their melee profile. <laughs> Have you seen the size of that hammer that yeah, guy carries it's around? Huge. Like, it's huge. And it's steam powered. And so it was like it wasn't a lot of attacks, but when it hit, yeah. he was like, oh, wait, how much? Like I he was like, Oh, okay, I'll make the three saves, and he was like two out of three. He's like, How much damage? Three. It's like, whoa. Yep. <laughs> that's just a dude that's just like, well, that guy's Yeah, it's like almost an entire trog because I think there's four wounds. Fine paste yeah. that they got turned into. So yeah, eventually eventually took that one. Um it felt good. It felt good. It was nice to win a game. Uh, final score on that it? was, was uh, 35 to 10. Nice. Nice. Well, you sent him down to me. <laughs> Is what happened. Sorry? Uh, Sung got the rare privilege of being double teamed by both Atlanta Warhammer members <laughs> at this tournament. Uh, and I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. Was it a, it's a two-for-one special for him. It's, it is. It is. Because uh, he got to beat, he got to, uh, he got a 50-50 win ratio against us, basically. Uh, so, yeah, we went to round three. Um, we, uh, I played Sung, which was great. Uh, we had a couple conversation because I was like, Sung said he's never played me before, but I feel like we did, but I honestly don't remember because we've both been in the community playing for so long. It could yeah. have happened, maybe. Um, I can't remember if it was when he was had Lumineth or not, but either way, you already said his list. We already know my list. I knew exactly what was going to happen. Super fast. <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, oh man, okay. I got to shoot in, I can't shoot him. They're not within range. Everything's in cover. I got to shoot trogs? That's not what I want to shoot. Like, that's not where my long strikes need to be doing. So he learned yeah. from your game. <laughs> He's like, I need to stay out of, he, and not leave yeah. people in the middle here. So it was like, well, I can shoot these. Uh, and also having to shoot the uh, the screens is not a good use of long strikes. Right. So, like, I couldn't get to the stuff I wanted the first turn with the long strikes. I had to clear the screens. I don't have anything with the range to clear the screens that doesn't also have to be in range of a trog to beat the crap out of it. So... That's not those long strikes. So I like I basically had to just waste a turn of shooting to get all the screens off the table, get all the stuff like that. Um, the left side of the table turned into a really interesting brawl because I think I threw a set of dogs and a fulminator over there, and then I was like, you know what, my hero on the bird, he's gonna get into the mix too. We're just gonna add some more stuff over here, and like surprisingly decent rolls and decent positioning because I, if you've never played against this trog list, you're always minus one to hit. Like, no matter what, you're going to be minus one to hit. Probably one of your units is going to be minus one to save with an unmodifiable save right. because of the vomit. And I don't have a way to stay outside of range. I have to run in and get vomited on when I hit. That was how I lost my ship. <laughs> yeah. I'm telling people slept on those stinky trolls. They are the best. I love the stinky trolls. So, he, essentially, I had to engage him the way he wanted to, which was melee, which meant I would run up, fulminate some stuff and then the counter hit would just take me straight to pound like i was gone basically because every you know attack that gets through is two or three damage i only have six wounds yeah it's, so it's not you're not holding up to that kind of fight no i don't this this is where the dogs came in valuably but like they were gone pretty fast uh i did obliterate his gabapalooza because he, oh, nice. he he used it as a screen which is what it's really we famously on my show said that the, when i was like this is a screen unit when i angrily discovered they have three wounds each yeah. with a four up ward I was like, wow, yeah, just screen with this. And he did, and it worked like a great screen. It saved him a turn of being annihilated. And so I was like, that's a good use for it. And then he brought back, like, three of them. Uh, oh, also, he <laughs> sung. I think he miscasted twice oh, no. in this game. I think Scragrot miscast his laser beam, and then one of the Gobblepaloozas miscast his thing. So I got, a, I got a turn of not getting laser beamed, because then Scragrot turned the laser beam on, and I got blasted every turn with that thing. But there was a turn where it was like, oh, this might be okay. He might just lose on his rolls and then I can maybe win uh, that did not turn out to be the case so that left side of the battle kind of I sort of won that engagement eventually but at that point it didn't really matter because the rest of the table 
I just didn't have enough people. Uh, also, he went second every time. He won the turn roll off uh, and went second every time so that he could pull an objective. Which and he had castled up a lot. He didn't even bother running up into the middle for the, for the most part. Mm-hmm. So it's like I had to come to him, which is not what I wanted to do. So it just he did a very good job of making me play the way that that Stormcast list did not want to have to do stuff, and then it worked out fine. So uh, and his general was um was his general the Trog boss? Yeah, it was a Dankle Trog boss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I l- I looked at the table closer to the end of the game, and I was like, well, I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm going to win this. I think I've got. I'm behind, I've been behind one point every turn, usually, so I'm like, I'm kind of just got a little bit of a deficit there that I have to try to deal with. Uh, but I looked at that Trog boss, and I was like, well, you know what? I could just try to shoot that guy a bunch, and then charge the Lord Relictor in from nowhere, TK off the top rope! And I did it. <laughs> I did the exact same stupid battle tactic twice, with the Lord Relictor running up from nowhere after doing pretty much nothing the whole fight, except stand on objectives, teleport, and stand on objectives. Runs up, Beats the guy to death. Just, elbow drop off the top. Row. Just yeah, just is like that guy. So that Lord Relictor and that one Griffhound for me. Just those are the two guys. Like those are the best two models I have in the fight. Um, it was a, it was a a fun game, but um, it was it was challenging because like I knew what his list did and I didn't want to have to deal with any of it. And gets is good. Yeah, like gets is a good book. It's a solid. It's and a it, sol- solid army. And this is where uh, I think he said the old book, new book thing came in because his battle tactics were. Some of them were like, is everything under the bad moon? Yep. Neat. Is it not under the bad moon? Yep. Neat. So there was some that he easily got. I think actually the last one he couldn't get that because the moon was in the center of the table. And that actually messed up his last battle tactic because he he had to move the moon in order to be able to stab me to do that. That was a weird noise. That was a weird noise. (laughs) I don't know what that was. Um, So uh, it it ended up being that it, it was really close up until the end. Um, but in the end, essentially, we, we kind of had to talk out the last round because I think we were one of the last couple of groups playing, which I will say, like, at that point, I just let us finish the game. Like, yeah. who cares? We're playing for last place, basically. It doesn't matter. Yeah, so we, um, we, we finished up. I did the battle tactic thing. He was able to get one for that, and uh, it, was a, it was a pretty fun game. I, I fear Trogs less now, and I think I could do better. I think against all of these lists, I could do better the next time around because my list needs to know what to kill to be important per turn. Mm-hmm. I have to prioritize shots. I can't waste them on just floofing around. So I think I would probably do better. But uh, overall, pretty fun game. All three games, fun fun opponents, fun tournament, cool cool people to hang out with. I was pretty okay with it. Nice. That sounds, that sounds, hold on. That sounds a lot more dismissive. I had a good time. <laughs> <I had> a <laughs> good, that sounds a lot more dismissive than it's time. supposed to be. Yeah, I had a good time. And it's always cool to go out and, and play in the community and see other people. There was a, a, a new guy uh, that we didn't speak to. Uh, that, that sounds like we were <laughs> intentionally. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but he had Archeon. And I was oh, like, yeah. that is cool. I have not seen an Archeon in a while on the table. That's some neat stuff. Stop bringing Cronspine and Zinch, you nerds. Wait, Bring you mean, more Archeon. Wait, you mean, the, you mean the Archeon that I fought? Was that... Yeah, was it Daniel uh, Daniel Chebukos, I think? I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I fought his slave Darkness army in the in the last uh, in my last round. Well, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I'll, t- I'll even tell you. I'll I, tell you his whole you list. You know what? I would love to hear about yeah. that fight because I was really hoping I was going to get to play that. I to this day have never played against Archeon on yeah. the table. It was a uh, it was good it was good it was good stuff. Uh, yeah. So it was slave Darkness army fact uh, is host of the ever chosen um, leader Archeon, um, and then his general was a chaos sorcerer lord. Um, I would tell you that it did things, but I've, you you I've killed murdered it. Murdered that the first turn. Good shot. Uh, <laughs> you, need, you need to do that on that yeah. guy. Uh, battle line was uh, ten chaos chosen, and then at twenty chaos warriors, and then a chaos chariot. Hoof. That's just a pile of meat. It oh, it was in <laughs> fact a pile of beef. Yeah. It was 
so many warriors. So, um, just the amount of wounds and mortal wound saves, and yeah, that's a that's a tough nut to crack. It's a, it's a, it was a chunky list. Um, so things that happened in this game. Uh, first off, I I murdered <laughs> I murdered that chaos sorcerer lord instantly. You should. He's yeah. he's gonna just. He's he's a good model. It's a fantastic support piece to Archeon. Right. Yeah. And I saw him. I realized that I got him just within, like, that 24-inch range where, like, I was... Because I was skirting a mm-hmm. lot in this fight because I was like, I don't want to be directly in the combat with any of this stuff. Yeah. Because I will get wrecked I'll really fight the hard. I'll fight the wizard one-on-one. Come yeah. over here. <laughs> fight, it's, fight. Like, it's like when you're trying to fight some guys and you're trying yeah. to find, like, the weakest guy. And you're like, yeah, I'll fight that guy. Yeah. I want, the, I want the tiny guy. Yeah. Give me him. Get the guy. Get out of that chair. Yeah. Why does your chair got wheels? That's stupid. <laughs> so, same thing where I, it, it, for, the, for the one time, I didn't move to the center of the board. I stayed on the edge, and mm-hmm. I was like, I, I just need to pick off as many things as possible in this. So, dropped, you know, had, a, had all my, my thunders in the boat, dropped, down, dropped them down on the boat. Sky Wardens ran off and did their own thing. <laughs> yeah. I was like, you guys, go take an objective for a turn and score me a point. Um, and that's what they did. <laughs> and then everything else huddled together and was like, we just need to unload all of the guns. Yeah. Every gun that we have, we need to unload it. Uh, and so we did. Killed the, killed the Sorcerer Lord. Started putting a bunch of wounds onto the, uh, um, onto the Chaos, uh, was it the Chaos? The Chosen Warriors. Oh, no. Warriors. Oh. So the Chosen, and I'm not sure if this was a tactical error. It was a, it was a correct, it was a, it was a good choice because he needed to take the point back from me because I had the Sky Wardens. The Sky Wardens took out the chariot. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it, chariot's kind of like, it's like a chuff screen for the most part. Yeah. Sky Wardens took it out and then it, it was like good time for us, but he sent the chaos chosen after my Sky Wardens to take them out. So they couldn't be, so they couldn't be occupying the one objective anymore. Mm-hmm. So, solid choice. The problem was, is that as soon as they did that, which they did, they murdered the Skywards oh, instantly. That's so much overkill. Yeah. No, they stood no chance. The problem was the Chaos Chosen were then on the other end of the fight. Yep. And I, by that point, by the time they had killed the Skywards, which I think was like the bottom of two, I think it was, I was already, like, Sorcerer was already dead. I had already taken out about half of the Chaos Warriors where I was just unloading every single gun. Yeah. Just more firepower. Just more firepower. Finishing off the Chaos Warriors. Um, and then Archeon had to get into the fight. Yeah. And it was like, all right, buddy. Oh, boy. Bring this Archeon in here. Let's see what this guy does. <laughs> and decent, decent hits. But I think Archeon only counts for five. Yeah. He's he a only ca- yeah, he's, he counts. He's, so he's a monster. He counts for five. Mm-hmm. He's uh, not a Gargan. He doesn't get extra yeah. special rules. So I could outnumber him with the six Endern Riggers. On, in the middle, did not put them into combat. No, just don't do that. Just stuck them like that nice, like a little three inches outside on the middle objective. And so it was like, if you want the objective, you got to kill them. But then you got to take another round of fire, or you could charge into the other thing. Uh-huh. And so you could take a round of fire, but you might be able to kill more of the firepower that was out of that, which is what he chose. Yeah. Problem is, it just didn't make nearly enough saves. I had too many guns. And the Chaos Warriors, or the uh, Chaos Chosen, mm-hmm. I guess. The, the, the biggest the, threat the, in that list is those Chosen. Yeah. Archon's we're great, just, but those Chosen are, whew. We're just out of the comp. Like, they're just out of the fight. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we I think we it, we called it relative. Like, it wasn't, we didn't call it, like, early. But we kind of, like, talked through, like, the last, like, little bits of it. Where it was like, yeah, I've lost uh, everything on the table at this point. Other than the 
the chosen. Uh-huh. That's all I've got left. And I was like, I'm, I'm basically just going to pile everybody back into my boat and then just fly. I'm just going to drive fly. off. <laughs> drive off. I'm just leaving. <laughs> I'm just leaving. Just gonna, I'll, I'll shoot them until they're gone. Yeah. And then I'll, just hang out the window on yeah. the way. just driving off, just kind of firing blindly behind you. It's like, ah, it doesn't matter. You're yeah. wooing a couple of them. Uh, but it was a fun game. He, um, he was like, I can't believe I'm fighting KO again. <laughs> oh, no. Well, so I think his first round was against uh, a friend. I'm sorry. Mortal enemy of the show, John. Oh. Um, I think his first game was actually against John because John said, yeah, he's new to the community. Because I commented once again. I was like, holy crap, a fully painted fully Archeon fully with painted a cool Archeon. base. Like, in a in a tournament that, you know what, I'm going to call you guys out a little bit. In a tournament that had a lot more gray plastic than it should have. Come mm-hmm. on, guys. Paint mm-hmm. your stuff. Um, it was really cool to see that Archeon on the table. I was like, heck yeah, that is awesome. So I think John said, yeah, he's kind of a newer player. Boy, props if you are new to this game and you go with an Archeon list. Like, that is a, you have done a financial and painting commitment that I appreciate. You, you, have, a, you have bought into this. It's a cool-looking list, too. Like, I, it, that list would have done so well against me. Because oh, yeah. I don't know that I could. I would have killed the Sorcerer first turn. Everybody do that. Just kill that Sorcerer. Yep. Push that button. But uh, I don't know that I would have been able to put enough deck Because I don't have enough shooting like you do. I have very tactical. I can guarantee about six wounds a turn on a little guy. There's no little guys in that army. It's just a bunch of big guys, and I don't want to get into combat with Chaos Chosen because they will oh, eviscerate no. me. There were two Archeons. So I guess Shane was the new person. So I didn't fight the new person. It, so Daniel's been around for... I guess Daniel's been oh, around. Maybe Okay, maybe yeah. it wasn't. I don't know. <laughs> so, but I guess Shane is the new person. Yeah, I was just looking back to the list because he, he also had an Archeon. Yeah, if you haven't guessed by home, uh, I don't have a subscription to BCP, and I'm remembering stuff from a yeah, week ago. Yeah, we're doing this for, we're doing this for memory so. stuff, <laughs> stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so, Zach, where'd you finish? Oh. Uh, Do you know? Offhand? Uh, uncomfortably, and way too soon. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I was 28, I think? You were 26, 26. Better than I thought. You were. <laughs> you know what I was? Not dead last. The the list on the iPad uh, on the on the sorting it only goes to twenty four. Ah. I, I made it to the second page of Google searches. Ooh. Also, just want to point this out. Uh, the uh, the person who who stole last from me, Luna. How dare you? Uh, also a ginger. Why were the two Why were the two gingers in the bottom? Everybody. Uh, hmm? Yeah, I'm yeah. What was that about? Pretty well, sure it's pretty sure that's a. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, hate. it's ginger hate. It's ginger hate. Yeah. I mean, it's because I I didn't win too. That's yeah. the other reason. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So now Luna and I I gotta I gotta call you, Luna. We gotta play. We got to play for last place in this tournament because we didn't get the chance to play because of how the tournament rankings work. Right. I finished eighth. Yeah, you did. I finished top ten. That's so good. I'm very proud of you. Thanks. I'm proud of me too. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I think I'm gonna do a little, a little, little tweaks on this. Yeah, let's talk about. Uh, we'll wrap it up. What would you change with your top eight list? <laughs> um, not a ton, though. I may drop the navigator out of my list and see about throwing in maybe like a code right instead i would like to see that guy on the table more and do some did anybody i don't know if anybody else had them in their ko list i don't think i saw it i don't think so yeah but just because and this was the thing that i was trying to figure out with the with the code right and the navigator because the navigator's got the chance right Mm -hmm. for one of two good things to happen but i'm kind of fishing for ones for the most part because i only have the two ships if i have more ships the navigator makes more sense to get him that hero move yeah but yeah i think the code right might be better because then i once i burn my once per games in my footnotes i can then just get another one like i can get something different because that's how code right works yeah can, Which is um, really I can, cool. I can um actually this shit. <laughs> um, I still love that that's his, he has the only um actually rule in Warhammer that right. is official. How about you, Zach? What are you what are you gonna change? Well, I 
So I pulled up what this list was before I decided to try to win a game. Uh-huh. Before I decided to try to win this game, I had the same sets of two Concussors and two Fulminators, two packs, two each, and then the Lord Relictor. I didn't bring anything else. I brought two fucking Star Drakes. And I very nearly <laughs> rolled up to this tournament with two Star Drakes, a Lord Relictor, went, what's a Galatian champion, and just lost my way to the hilarious bottom. Um, but Star Drake's not where they need to be to be brought in for anything besides funds or if you've built around it. So if I were going to take my list and modify it to be better, I don't have enough wiggle room, really. Like, I could drop the dogs, and that would give me 180 points, and I could throw in some Vindictors or Vanquishers or something. Mm -hmm. But the dogs are very good because of the, you can't set up within a foot of them, and if you set up within a foot of both of them, oh boy, I'm just going to shoot everything. And they were the fantastic screens for the concussors and stuff that needed to not get shot charging into combat mm -hmm. or not get barfed on charging. So, like, they serve such a valuable purpose. I think the most I could maybe do would be to, like, change out the hunt. Here's the thing. When the Galatian Champions things goes away, the two, the fact that I had five teleports a turn or whatever is not as valuable anymore. So maybe I don't need to necessarily bring the Relictor, the Arcanum, and the Knight Zephyros. I could swap it out and have, like, the Knight Zephyros to just do the teleport and tag stuff for the battle tactics, but if we swing into, like, a more monster-heavy meta or something, maybe I bring a tour line or something to have that access. Mm -hmm. um, that is one thing that every opponent was like, okay, well, do you have any monsters? And I was like, no, these dra the dragons are, like, just under the you-must-be-this-tall. Yeah. Because they're not monsters, the but monster they, psh, they're close to it, yeah. So, like, I don't, I don't think I have enough wiggle room to do a lot with this list, but luckily, there's, like, 86 Stormcast units, so I can just go build another list entirely, something entirely different. I do want to keep playing with this list, though, and try to to try to try learn how to do it better because I feel like this is a good tournament list. Also, it travels very easily, and it's a lot less models to move uh, than any other list I have that would be good in tournaments. Like, my Fire Slayers list might be... It's going to be an excellent tournament but list. But it's a lot of guys. so many dudes, yeah. This this could be okay, and, you know, it's like 12 figures. I, you know, we, we say this a lot, especially on this show. There's something to be said for an army that you can bring in a box. Yeah, Gargans. <laughs> There's some when I because I now have I've got three of the big ones now. Let's just show up and like here's three big ones and three little ones. This list is don't talk to me or my son. That's the whole thing. It's a joke. Not gonna do well. <laughs> but you know I got it. But you got it. And you I got it. it. It's and you painted. don't have to worry about it breaking. Oh yeah, it breaks other people's models. <laughs> Gargant models. Yeah, that is the thing. Uh, my Fulminator Spears look like absolute crap now because they have been broken in every single game. And while painting them, I know you had a similar thing. I, I, with those little mines. I, I lost I lost one set of mines and one of my thunders lost his arm. <laughs> I like that I turned I looked over at one point and there was just a set of arms holding a gun on the table and I was like, well, somebody got raptured. <laughs> somebody just lost their arms. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um yeah, like I I really I, I looking at this whole tournament, I'm really glad at the community that we have yeah. and how cool people were to come out and do this, except for McKenzie. Uh, but we're going to come out and do this. Uh, and I'm only saying because he got perfect score all three games. Yeah, Fuck, you, that McKenzie. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Yeah, you're too good. He's going to come back on the what show at a, some point. What a point. jerk. Yeah, what a jerk. <laughs> but um, I had a, a really good time with this tournament. Yeah. I think it was a lot of fun. I did too. And, and you know, it's nice to... Nice, nice to be in the winter circle. Yeah, yeah, he's just basking in the afterglow over here. You know, when he came in to the show to record this afternoon, guys, uh, he brought his own podium. I did. Uh, I had. Uh, I, I hired some trumpets. <laughs> yeah, no, we <laughs> were streamers. It was excellent. Yeah, uh, the noise canceling is really cutting out a lot of the fanfare. But every time he says anything, he's got a little uh, fanfare section just yeah. firing up behind him. Yeah, it's, it's you know, 
when you're this majestic. Uh, you, you got this many <laughs> guns. <laughs> just gun. So we've learned the thing to, to do in Age of Sigmar is just bring guns. Bring guns. And guns do good stuff. It's yeah. amazing what you, what happens when you're playing 40K. But it doesn't, <laughs> you know what? They didn't win on, you know, like, there was no point, I think, where anybody was playing as KO and it was like, this is just, I can't win. It's just, yeah. it's an unfair list. So good job on the KO book for being a balanced shooting army book because that's, that's the dice roll book. That and Gitz, and Gitz obviously won the dice roll on that. <laughs> But it's kind of cool. Like, cool. It's a good balance book. It's fun. There was a lot of KO there, but every every KO was a little different. And yeah, it was cool to see that too. Different flavors of KO out which there. Which shows that the book doesn't just make you go, you got to play this guy. Right. You got to do this. You have to play Hammers of Sigmar because you need that ward. None of my concussors or dragons did like any damage when they blew up. There's six wounds on each of those guys. What a shame. Like nothing. I know. But the dogs did. So yeah. It was good. Bank on dogs. Bank that's on what, that's what you can learn that's from this what show. We're doing. Uh, I don't have the list saved here. I think anymore because I think uh, I deleted it because I decided I was just never going to do it. But there was a list I had that was just like Gotrick, the Celestine Prime, the Relictor, and then just dogs. Just dogs. Just dogs. Dogs and dogs and dogs. Just too many screens. And it's like, I have so many I'm wounds gonna, of nonsense. I'm going to scream with so many dogs that Gotrick will get into this fight. Gotrick <laughs> will, or he'll never get in anywhere because I can't deploy because I have too many dogs <laughs> in my deployment zone. You know, So I think I'm going to have to do that. Everybody keep an eye. No, no, I, I'm going to drop uh, Gotrick. I'm going to put Duralia in there because we're pretty sure her dad's going to die. So, you know, yeah. Got to help her out a little bit. Wouldn't it be interesting if they just killed, like, an actual main character? It'd be wild. No one that has a model is going to die. The only one they can do that to is Nagash because technically he can still be a physical presence on the battlefield. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, like, Arcan just died and came back immediately. The OBR book doesn't even, by the way, this is not, we've talked about the tournament. I have, I have one more, fun. I have a qualm on the OBR book, which is one of the ones we're going to be doing up next, I hope. Um, the OBR book doesn't explain at all how Arcan came back. It just kind of... <laughs> he's just like, he's back. He's just a war scroll in the book you can use, but they don't explain, like, the Light of Athelion or whatever kicked him into space, subspace, and then he evaporated. But even in that book, they were like, he's going to come back because that's what he does. He's a lich that you can't kill. But I kind of wanted to know how. And this book was like, somehow, Arcan returns. And it's like, no. No. Disney. Stop writing yourself into a corner and not explaining yourself. Yeah, just, you, there's so many cool things he could have done. He could have come back with some new knowledge of something yeah. and like that. It's like, no, he's just, well, you can't, you can't not put him on the table. because He's here now. Yeah. Yeah, so that was the tournament. Love it. We played a tournament. We had a we good did. time. I think that's kind of the show. I think so. <laughs> I don't know that we have anything else. Um... Uh, there's more uh, tournaments coming up. Yeah, there's, there's a doubles tournament in June. I think so. Yes, yes. You here uh, for that one? I, I, I believe so. I think that's the one I am in town for. Um, okay. I, but I, we have to find out because they said that there will be special rules for how your armies on a doubles can interact. Ooh. So we might not want to go with the uh, the bone the bone the tax men, was it? Because it's tax, the, bo- the tax man. Coming. The tax man. Yeah, because it's like, I want your yeah. bones and he wants your money. money. We got a great deal here. <laughs> Uh, but we'll have to see. We, maybe we can do some uh, janky bullshit. Yeah. Just play around. It's not like I don't have enough models that if they go, oh, well, this is only janky if someone owns the uh, Sorcerer on Black Dragon. And I'm like, oh, I got two of those got over two here. Of yeah, you want to do this? I'll do some janky shit. Yeah. Hilarious. Good times. Yeah. So right. before we go, what are you most excited about about the preview stuff? I kind of think I already know. But... It's a freaking Iron, Iron Jaws yeah, pig monster. Yeah, Jaws thing. Well, you know, I wanted to give you the option in case you were like, hey, maybe I'm going to try. A, I'm a simple man. I like my orcs in armor. I like my <laughs> pigs armored. I like my tusks with tusks and tusks on the top tusks, of them. Little tiny tusks on top of those tusks. I like, I'm a simple man. I see an orc riding a pig. I like oh, it. Yeah, I like That's it. what I want. Yeah, well, I bet you can't guess mine. 
Mm, is it also an orc on a pig? Oh no! So that's the thing. It <laughs> really, really was. But the cavalry for the cities, they yeah, look too sense. good. I don't want to paint them. But There's you, so much little bullshit on those models. I gotta clear a lot of inventory before well, I get to Well, you know those. what you can do if you don't want to paint them. <gasps> I could shout out our sponsor one more time before we go. Lava, Lava Juice, Juice Painting. Painting. Yay! Good, t- good timing. Wow. Good time. We didn't even do that. I mean, we were locking eyes, yeah. but that's usually how we do the podcast anyway. And also so how we how we exchange tongues. Yeah. Well, how else were we gonna do it? Yeah. You know, you get a lot of misfires if you don't pay it's attention. True. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get out of here then. So uh, for the Atlanta Warhammer Podcast, I'm Josh and I'm Zach saying, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs>